0: Oh, hello, and welcome back to Talk Until the Joy is Gone, the podcast that has refined juvenile humour and being a dick into an art form, coloured it orange, and slapped it on a t-shirt in a vain attempt to survive in this late-stage capitalist hellscape. I am the outsourced ego for hire that quietly underpins this whole sweatshop operation, and you can call me Rooney. And here with me, as always, is the tax haven in a baker boy cap and pseudonym, Reggie. Can you guess what's on my mind this week, Reggie? (laughs) No. No, you can't. No. Not the the, the impending fact we're all going to have to turn our lights off and freeze to death this winter because no one can afford to live anymore. Don't buy into
1: the... (laughs) it's gonna be bad (laughs) yes it's gonna be bad there's gonna be a change. it's not as bad as I'm eating as much as I can now to stop our fat for the winter one week they're like it's gonna be up by three grand like six days later when there's not been enough outrage we're gonna be up by four grand and it's like (laughs) you're fucking professional like Genius finance people told us three grand last week. How could they get it so wrong by a grand? <laughs>
0: oh, it's up to five grand now.
1: Is it really? It's fi-
0: 5,300 5, on average, apparently. Oh, I'll stop paying attention
1: to them. now. Is this easier? <laughs> it's, just, it's easier. It's better for your mental health. Did I actually
0: got a letter the other day saying that um, my electricity bill has gone down by 44 pounds. I think that's just to lull me into a yeah. full sense of security. So when they whack it up by a grand, you
1: know. Don't get me wrong. It's there's gonna be a change, and the change isn't gonna be a positive one, no. but it's not gonna be half as bad as they're making it out to be. I
0: mean, you know, you know things are getting bad when my colleagues at work who are very apolitical, right, um have openly started talking about burning rich people <laughs> this winter. Just like going round going out, rounding them up and burning them. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I haven't said anything. This is not yeah. me at all. And you know, they're, 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 they talk about their football and they're they're, they're playing fantasy football leagues and oh, they yeah. go the sports training and stuff. And yet, <laughs> just out of nowhere, they're like, "Yeah, no, fuck the rich. We should burn them to keep our houses warm this winter." And I'm like. I mean, it warms my yeah. radical leftist heart to hear
1: just Joe Blogs on the street saying this, but I, it just like, came out of fucking nowhere. I wouldn't get so carried away being like, rich, everyone's a scumbag. Anyone who's got money's a scumbag because like, <laughs> if this works and we get money.
0: <laughs> where, well, then we where can hire private then? security.
1: You'll be totally hypocritical when you're suddenly like, oh, no, it's fine. It's Down fun. with taxes. Down. Lower Don't the stop taxes. taxing the rich people.
0: I'd pay my taxes. If I pay tax my taxes. As proletariat. If I can pay my taxes as a poor person, I can definitely afford to pay them as a rich oh, person. Well, when, when
1: suddenly they're like, okay, so you earned two grand this week, but we have to pay 50% tax on that.
0: No, because that's not how tax works. Because it's fifty percent after a certain threshold. And yeah, that doesn't mean that
1: if you if earn if you're earning enough money to be rich, then you hit that threshold within the first month. Yeah, but it's only when you go over that threshold that the money gets taxed.
0: The money below that threshold doesn't get taxed at fifty percent. It's only the money above that.
1: I don't know what the threshold is, but let's just say it's, it's a lot. 10 grand, right? Yeah. You if we become famous off the back of this, yeah, and we start getting paid line mode. 30 grand here, 40 grand there to go and do promotional yeah, yeah. stuff <laughs> then obviously it works differently, like you, you'll get your check but it will come later and then yeah. you have to wait and you have to go for an accountant but even, the second you get one of that first <laughs> check, then you've maxed out, you, everything you earn after that, 50, 50% is gone yeah, yeah. well that makes sense you're, Yeah, because you're, you've already made the money you, you will, need to live, <laughs> in, theoretically now you're like no I'll be fine, but if that ever happened to you <laughs> Maybe not on mic, but before the mic goes live, you'll be like, motherfucker, do you know how much paid in taxes, mum? Yeah, I bitch
0: I bitch and moan about paying
1: taxes now.
0: But that's because I know there's people like fucking BP and Jeff Bezos paying pennies in tax. BP didn't pay any UK tax last year. Mm-hmm and made like 15 billion pounds in profit.
1: I don't moan about it. Just don't fucking put money in their coffers. That's what I do with Starbucks. You have a choice. That's what I do with <laughs> and everything. I need
0: fuel. You know, well, I, I mean, I go to Tesco. To be so. fair,
1: most people, property. not one of them pays their taxes, but you've got to stay ignorant <laughs> about one of them so you can so still you can get, continue get buying some petrol. stuff. But, I mean, the minute I found out Starbucks didn't pay like 50 odd million in tax a few years yeah. ago, never been in the Starbucks again. The, moment, the, the moment, only moment. time I do not, like, you know, just show my anger or my frustration <laughs> with things by not giving people my money is Star Wars because I will still <laughs> continually watch Star Wars products because I want to have an opinion on it. But aside from that, if something annoys me or someone fucks me off, I won't run on the internet and moan about it. I won't, probably won't even moan in person. <laughs> I've just stopped giving these people my money. Yeah. That's the only way you're ever going to hurt people is by not giving them their money you can bitch and moan all you want every fucking day on the internet
0: but, but if you're not actually doing anything about it if you're not doing anything physical or practical about yeah. it yeah that's how comes i go and i burn down weatherspoons pubs at the weekend fair enough
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> fuck you tim fuck you
1: <laughs> there's only one way to hurt these people and that's in their pocket that's by
0: busting open their doors executing them in their families gangland style And live-streaming the whole... Have I taken that too far, maybe? No. Nah, fuck it. Kill the rich. Anyway. (laughs) That wasn't on the agenda for today's podcast.
1: Hi, this is Editor Rooney talking to you from the year 2025. I'd just like to take back Kill the Rich now that I own five properties and (laughs) travel the world. (laughs) of the world. Travel the world at all expenses paid (laughs) to talk bullshit. Be nice to the rich. They're Be just nice like you them. and me.
0: No, eat the rich. Just not this rich person. Yeah. Eat the other rich. There's plenty of rich people. Eat them, not me. You wouldn't like me. I'm all bitter and stringy and horrible. <laughs> That's not what you don't like from here. Fuck off, that boy.
1: <laughs> Plump and juicy <laughs> That's what you look like from here. A pair
0: of us like a mm. like a pair of juicy partridges up in here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Our bellies
0: rolling over our jeans. <laughs> <laughs> exactly
1: <laughs> I, there's the kind of pot cow black situation on, exactly still i don't like hypocrites <laughs> how's your week been anyway oh fantastic is there a reason that you were texting me last night like oh, we put a golden off um
0: yeah because uh i hadn't done it, watched it basically i was like oh it's okay we can do it sunday because i had it in my head that we could do any day this weekend yeah i was like that's fine because i've not got nothing planned for sunday i'll do it then because i have got to last night sat down and i was like oh i'm gonna stream tonight and then i was like oh wait i need to watch the film that's all right yeah. tell him we'll do it sunday i can watch it saturday and then you're like no i'm working I was like, oh, fuck. if i hadn't been working it would have been
1: fine like i would have just yeah. been like that's all good <laughs> but sadly i was working um next weekend and for the few weekends after that you know i'm free all weekend. Yeah. although next weekend I suggest we do it Saturday because I'll probably be in no state come Sunday. Yeah, I'll probably be hungover come Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> very very hungover. Yes. So yes. I um yeah, so we we'll have to do it Saturday next week. So I would you know focus a little <laughs> bit more on on the podcast before Friday. The only thing is I was like right, I've got this whole week ahead of me,
0: and then I got to like midnight Thursday. I was still awake, and I was like I'm really fucking tired because my neighbours have been the noisiest people on the planet for the last yeah. week um I mean, uh, I mean this is gonna sound quite quite bitchy and unpleasant of me but bear with me Half a uh, quarter past one friday morning yeah is it friday morning
1: yeah friday morning you're I'm about walking. to say what well, i think you have had to say this is not bitchy or moaning whatsoever this is completely understandable
0: i oh, know uh i'm woken up by someone banging on my next neighbor's front door oh and okay. then i hear him calling out to her Actual fuck. I'd only been asleep about, like, 45 minutes at this yeah. point. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And it carries on, and there's a car out there with its diesel engine just rattling away. And I'm like, for fuck's sake. Anyway, I hear the door open. I get up because there's still talking and shit going on. And I get out, and there's an emergency doctor oh. car. Parked outside up. my elderly neighbour's house. I take it back. And the Skaghead, who's been trying to get herself on my next-door neighbour's will for the last few years, she's the one that's been out doing the garden and all that yeah. shit. Um, she's there. She's called the doctor, apparently, that afternoon because Jean, uh, the, the, the neighbour's got a cough. Yeah. What the fuck? Why didn't you fucking tell her this rather than banging on the door? Like there we are, a fucking like five to two before they leave, and they're all having all these discussions right and arguments of my and recriminations. right up my fucking window. Two and things. I was like, Ugh!
1: Two things. First off, you need to let this wheel chaser know that you know there's space in your will when you own a lot of shit, <laughs> because then she might cut the uh, you might cut the, bush the bushes out of front. outside the front of your house. On a side note, we're leaving
0: that there because they keep coming around and complaining about it. I was was going to say... We're leaving
1: it just to spite them. I was going to say it's good for shade during the summer, right? Yeah. Secondly, if that had been me, like, I'm pretty easy-going laid-back guy. But if somebody woke me up at that time in the morning, I would be so indignant. (laughs) I would be hanging out my window being like, I don't give a fuck if you're a doctor, go in the house. (laughs) Like, some of us have got to work tomorrow. <laughs> I do not appreciate being woken up in the middle of a fucking night. I don't care that she's got a cough. She's
0: Fuck gonna off. She's going to die. Die. Yeah. She's had a good evening. She's about a million years old.
1: I regret it thoroughly the minute I woke up in the morning. But in that moment, I, I, I wouldn't have stood for it. I would have been like, stop doing it outside my fucking window. <laughs> have some fucking respect for people. Um, I was this close Friday
0: morning to buying a megaphone. Because all week, there's been shit like that going on up and down my street. Yeah. And I'm just like, I need a megaphone. Because then I wouldn't have to get out of get out of bed, lean out my window, and be undignified and shout and scream. I, just get the, I can get the megaphone, turn the volume up. Like I could just talk. Standard talking volume, and the whole fucking street would
1: hear me. No, because there's, there's no <clears throat> anger in a normal talking voice. That anger is what's going what's to really I catch I'm their attention. I'll start polite,
0: and I give them the opportunity. Yes, oh, Can that. you not do that? It's very late. I'm trying to sleep. And then when they don't do it, then I can start getting angry
1: and no, abusive. No, no, not at this time. Not at that Escalation. Time
0: it's, all about, if you, if, it's like you say with the films. If you're already at 11, where do you go? You oh. can't escalate further.
1: Violence. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking around this room. There are weapons everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to actually commit violence. You just walk out there holding a sword <laughs> and see what they do. <laughs> Probably
0: call the old Bill and get me in all sorts of trouble. Especially since I'd be on camera because there's a camera on my yeah. front door.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll go with your plan. <laughs> I'll I'll buy myself a megaphone just in case.
0: Yeah, I am sorely tempted to get
1: one, and then it would just be fun to have just yeah. to annoy my family with
0: <laughs> because I'm that sort that. of person. Yeah,
1: I can imagine like you getting up extra early just to run in the bedroom and go, Morning! I wouldn't have to get up extra early if we up at the weekend. The only reason they're out of bed
0: now is because we had to go to Tesco before we recorded today, and Amy pointed
1: that out, so she had to get out of bed. Even Cody. I understand Amy. She's like a sleep monster. Yeah. But normally kids – well, when I was Cody's age, I didn't sleep (laughs) past 6 a.m.
0: No, a lot of our friends' uh,
1: children don't. Cody takes after us, and he will. Plus – But then I suppose I was going to bed at, like, you know, a reasonable time. Exactly. Cody's on his
0: summer holidays at the moment. Every every day this week, he's gone to bed later than me because I have to get up at half past yeah. seven. He doesn't. Him and Amy, he will just basically he gets up before her. But he'll come in um, where Amy got a new phone the other day. She's basically given him her old phone oh, okay. to watch YouTube and play games on. Um, so he'll come in, pick up her old phone, get into bed on my side, and just lounge there in the bed
1: on the phone for like the next two hours. And it's like what I like.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm
1: a little bit jealous. A little oh, yeah. bit jealous. To be fair, I have the same jealousy when I get up, like drag myself out of bed at half past six in the morning. Yeah. I have my shower and I walk back in and the dog's laying there under the quilt, head on the <laughs> pillow, just like slowly opens her eyes at me, looks at me <laughs> and dismisses me and closes her eyes and starts snoring and I'm like, I fucking hate you sometimes. Lando loves
0: it when I get up in the morning because he knows he's getting fed. Mm. He gets up, he's all excited, comes down, as his breakfast, goes out as a shit. Comes straight back in, runs upstairs and jumps on the bed and goes uh, to sleep.
1: Pops don't even walk, go downstairs till like, you know, lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, I can be up and about, I like, on my days off and I get up at like eight, half eight. I go up to town, I go do whatever I want to do. Come home, she does not move off my bed. She doesn't <laughs> even come down to see me until after like 12 o'clock. After 12 o'clock, she'll come down and be like, all right, I fancy a wee now. <laughs> yeah, I've got up and let it start the day. And I'm just like, fuck's sake, I'm so jealous. <laughs> so, so jealous. I don't want that much sleep.
0: So wait, you're working tomorrow? Yes. So this is your fourth day off? Yes. Oh, so you should be full of beans, vim and vinegar and other stuff. Yeah, I'm fine. Stuff. I'm okay, good. good. This is me. Yeah, I was going to say. Vim, full of vim and <laughs> vinegar. This, this is you enthusiastic? Yeah. This is me awake. Again, folks, you see what I have to work with? Yeah. He's awake, he's enthusiastic, and you wouldn't know it. It sounds no, like he's asleep. Just, <laughs>
1: just, just the way I am. This just is... very low-key. Yeah, I'm Very just a low key person. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I am just a low key person all to get all around. Low key in everything <laughs> I do, except my humor, which is just offensive. Yeah. <laughs> Abrasive and other <laughs> uh, <laughs> negative words. On that note, on I, that note, i, he's I got bought phone some now. stuff for the intro. Huzzah! We often talk about conspiracy theories, right? And we often laugh at conspiracy <laughs> theorists, believers, do, yes. people who don't make them up. So I found. 12 conspiracy theories that actually turned out to be true. I thought we'd redress <laughs> the re- balance. Like we'd redress the balance, redress the a balance little bit. by, yeah, this is when the crazy people were right. The Dead Baby Project. So, number
0: one, the Dead Baby wow, Project. Wow, going in strong there. It's number Fucking one in, number in on one the one Dead Baby. Do you know what I mean? Did you write this article? <laughs> <laughs> article written by. Oh,
1: solo. I Oh, yeah. I may, I, I may be earning some extra scratch, <laughs> which is why I know about that next tax bracket, because two jobs, you've got to pay one, well, way more tax. Yeah,
0: like. writing those uh, those internet articles it really brings in the green. It does, yeah.
1: It's like, a, it's like £100 a word. <laughs> <laughs> when you're as good at it as I am, £100 a word. <laughs> <laughs> the only person who can read
0: them
2: are you, because you have to translate essential. them. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Because <laughs> if you have proper grammar in it, people are like, "Oh, wow, that's too, that's far too, like you know." We we need street writing here, pseudo- no grammar, grammar. pseudo intellectual, pseudo intellectual. So you leave the grammar out, and the majority of people are like, "Oh, that's not my way." I'm
0: going to get you to write the blurb on the next few episodes, <laughs> okay? <laughs> just so people can suffer,
1: <laughs> just no grammar whatsoever. <laughs> um, laughing at crazy conspiracy theories is good fun. <laughs> As every list we have established until they turn out to be true. Take the conspiracy surrounding Project Sunshine, for example. In the wake of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, the US government commenced a major study to measure the effects of nuclear fallout on the human body. The conspiracy is that the government was stealing their bodies to do radioactive testing. The truth the government was stealing parts (laughs) of their bodies. Because they needed young tissue, they recruited a worldwide network of agents to find recently deceased babies and children, and then take samples and even limbs, each collected without notification or permission of the more than fifteen hundred grieving families. On a scale of one to ten, one being it's not that bad, ten being oh my god, that is a horrific, um horrific abuse of human rights. Where do you think this one lays? About six. Yeah, I would. I would go lower. I would. I would say that (coughs) the ends justify the means on this one. Yeah,
0: I mean, it would have been better if they weren't doing it so clandestinely. It would have been better if they just never dropped a nuclear
1: bomb. I mean, in the first place. And then, if they'd been more like you know upfront about it, and like that, to stop any future problems we have years down the line, we're going to need to. Actually You're gonna need to realize study the fallout from this. Fully what we've w- what, what we've, we've done. Just done. Yeah. Could you help us out? It wouldn't be that bad. But the fact that they did it They did it all sneaky sneaky. Was that do you think because they wanted to make sure that they had the information and no one else yes. did? Yeah.
0: I think also because you know, you go to the country uh, of yeah, know, the country just, that's yeah. home to the two cities you just wiped off the map and say, Hey, can we have your dead babies? Their answer is gonna be fuck off.
1: <laughs> but you would think at that point, they'd be like, oh, we got more than bombs, you know. Give us your dead babies. Or, <laughs> Give us your dead you you babies,
0: know, or we'll continue bombing you.
1: Or Tokyo's next. <laughs> Isn't that not... Is That's that not, not
0: how it works, Putin.
1: Is it not? <laughs> oh, fuck. Right, bad booze. The conspiracy. During... pro. pro blah, 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 blah. I was reading about this. I've read like three articles about this in the last month. Oh, really? It's bizarre. Conspiracy. During prohibition... The government poisoned alcohol to keep people from drinking it. The truth. uh, Crazy conspiracy theories almost always suggest the government is behind it all. And they were right. Manufacturers of industrial alcohol had been mixing their product with dangerous chemicals for years prior to Prohibition. But between 1926 and 1933, the federal government pushed manufacturers to use stronger poisons to discourage bootleggers from turning the alcohol into moonshine. That didn't stop the bootleggers. Or their customers, and by the end of Prohibition, more than ten thousand Americans had been killed by tainted booze. Limiting alcohol. Sorry, limiting. Oh, that's just some other bullshit.
0: Yeah, they—they—it they, was wood alcohol. What they were yeah. drinking it was being made for industrial purposes, and they had bootleg chemists, as they referred to them, who would take the the the, the wood alcohol that wasn't safe for human consumption add stuff and treat it so that it then became safe for human consumption, which wasn't always a a, a flawless procedure because it was done in like bathtubs and it was done. Barrels. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't hygienic and it didn't always totally work. So that could still make you ill. But then yeah, the government like actively got them to put poison in there. So people were just drinking it. It was like one shot would make you temporarily blind. Two two shots would make you permanently blind, three shots would kill you. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, people were drinking this stuff by the bottle and just dropping dead. And yeah, they reckon like over 10,000
1: people were murdered by the government. Like, I'm playing devil's advocate now, people. (laughs) Just throw that out there before I say anything. America as a country got righteously indignant post-9-11 because 3,500 people lost their lives. (laughs) <laughs> the American government actively murdered ten thousand of their citizens during prohibition by poisoning them. And it seems to have just been it
0: was it's just more or less ignored.
1: Rug. Yeah. Until today. Well there was no internet back then, was there? Yeah, I know, but you would have you you would have thought that like it would be in the in the in like the papers and or there would be like people spreading the word or I mean,
0: maybe it was, but People, people's voices didn't have that reach I anymore suppose, yeah. at, the, uh, at the time. Not like they do these days. So, In a world where a government... <clears throat> Plus, the government fanned that righteous indignation post 9-11. Oh, yeah. The government's never going to fan indignation mm. over the fact that the government killed 10,000 yeah. people.
1: Yeah, they fanned that because they had something to get out of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm... After last week, I feel I need to be a bit more... What's the word? Uh, Restrained. No, but I need, I need to be more balanced in my in my opinions of like, Americans against everyone else.
0: So <laughs> nope, I'm just going to
1: He says Americans. Nothing about the
0: Scottish, who he's laid into twice. I love so the far. Scottish. I love <coughs> I love the Scottish. Are you going to follow this up with an insult? Because that's the way you normally do this. No, no, no. no, no. I love the Scottish. Oh, fucking mental.
1: <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's true. Fucking but... <laughs> half <laughs> That's true. <I> mean, <laughs> but no, I'm pro-Scotland from now on. This podcast is a pro-Scottish podcast. We're going to put a little fissle on the orange <laughs> logo <laughs> moving forward. Burns Nut. We'll do a special yeah, episode yeah. for Burns Nut where we'll just read poetry to each other. Exactly. And then all the radges will know that we're on their side. <laughs> um, no, what I was going to say is I'm going to lump all governments in together because yeah, it's we all know power corrupts, absolute power corrupts. Absolutely, right? All governments are just as bad as each other. So in a world where a government, we're purposefully poison something, to kill off 10,000 people. Yeah. Is it too much to think that, like, you know, schemes like that are still going on today across the world? Like, do you think that, like... They're probably still going on. Uh, uh, they're probably more discreet. Way more discreet, way more subtle. They're yeah. killing less people, but certain things are, are being put in place to take care of a certain segment of society or... Or
0: well, the fact that, that alcohol is legal, cigarettes are legal, but marijuana isn't.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, that's a prime example. You know, you criminalise people for doing something which is far less dangerous, far less harmful than alcohol. But they'll get a criminal record if they're caught doing that. They can get as smashed as they want and they can smoke as many cigarettes as they want. And the yeah. government
1: encourages that. And the government will, or the NHS will, you know, pay for the tra- treatment for lung cancer. Pick, so. pick,
0: yeah, pick up pieces afterwards. Yeah.
1: Um Yeah, it's crazy, right? In America, there's so many people in the penal system who got put away for yeah. having weed, and then suddenly half the states legalized it, and then people are just sat in prison, like, "Well, can we get out now? Can, then? can I come out now? No, like, no, because no, you're no, guilty
0: no. of something that's not a crime
1: anymore. <laughs> it was a crime when you came <laughs> in. Yeah, it. it's nuts, right? They yeah. should, if they were going to legalize it, every state that legalized it should have then just written a list of people that were in prison solely yeah for that. for that and then just released them yeah but
0: it's big money in prisoners in the states it's, it's a it's a for profit it's a profit making industry isn't it yeah
1: but there're bare people out there doing other shit i mean weed's one thing what about crack heroin <laughs> like meth do you know what i mean there's bare oh, other yeah. drugs they can they can arrest <laughs> people for and to be honest, all that like, they probably know half the fucking drug theaters in that country, but don't move on them because they're using them to get they're higher using, up. Yeah. If they really want to make money, they can just take all their middlemen out. Take out all the middlemen,
0: and then you've got the, the higher-ups who are having to do the work. So then you can trace the drugs easier to them. Or, and then you bust them,
1: and you just work your way out the chain. I was thinking more it <clears> would create a mid-level vacuum that would have to be filled by lower-level people who aren't smart enough hmm. to know how to cover their tracks, so therefore they will lead them to the yeah, higher. Yeah, okay,
0: that works too. Yeah.
1: Or you could just fill it with government agents. Yeah. Just DEA agents. I would love or, that.
0: Can you imagine yeah. that? All the middlemen in, in drug-dealing America are just DEA. Yeah. <laughs> I would love I that. mean, half of them are as crooked as the people they're replacing. Oh, but, gosh, yeah.
1: You know, the other half... <laughs> That's why I don't really... This is why I've got no... Time for like police and people. Like that. It's just who's watching the watchman exactly? No one.
0: The police are watching the police. It's like, hmm,
1: yeah,
0: that's that's a bit like McDonald's reviewing their own, right. you know, burgers. Yeah, of course, they're gonna say everything's fine. Or like the fucking the racist Tory party when they reviewed their government to see if it was racist and came back and said, no, it's not racist. No, it's like, well, of course, they're gonna fucking say yeah. that, you idiots. <laughs> it's like, we're not gonna stay, sit here and touch you and say.
1: We are racist.
0: Yeah. We're not gonna sit here and say, oh, there are better podcasts out there. You know, you should go and listen to another podcast. We can say listen to our podcast because we want your ears tuned to this for our two hours a week. And the rest of the week, listen to what the fuck you want.
1: But I mean, let's face
0: it, there is no
1: better podcast than such
0: I mean, yeah, we could come on here and lie, but why would oh, we do Fuck
1: that? that. I'm not lying. This is the greatest podcast made by anybody ever. Fuck anyone that doesn't. I mean, to be fair, it's the only one I listen to. That's only because <laughs> I have to edit it. But it's the only podcast I listen to. I've said it before. I'll (laughs) say it again. We're not making the podcast that one of us wants to listen to. Do you know what I mean? When we're doing it all wrong. So therefore, if this is my perfect podcast, this is the greatest fucking podcast (laughs) made by anybody ever. And you're a cunt if you disagree. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just spitting
0: bare facts. It's just
1: the way it is. If you don't like it, I mean, make your own fucking podcast or something. Claim that's the greatest one. You'll be wrong. You'll be wrong. But everyone's entitled to their opinion. <laughs> well, from my perspective, you'll be wrong, but from your perspective, from a certain point you'll be of right. You. Yeah. The first lady who ran the country. Oh yeah. Conspiracy. A stroke render. I've read this article, actually. I like this. I like that. I always like it when you have some <laughs> some kind of background knowledge, because I can read and sit back and let you <laughs> I was the, thinking about I was thinking about this the other day, like year one. My my entire goal of this podcast was to come on and put you in awkward positions, embarrassing positions, positions where you'd have to fight your way out of them, all for yeah. my own benefit yeah. and my own joy to make myself feel better. I remember because I was angry, miserable, and I hated everything.
0: I've come. <laughs> so because I had to suffer,
1: <laughs> well, you know, it's always the ones you love, right. <laughs> Always the ones you love that suffer the most. But I've come so far from that now I didn't realize it till the other day when I was like, oh, that's out the window. Now I'm, <laughs> I just turn up and give him like the chance to like proselytize <laughs> and show he's like, half of what I do now is like, really knows about Rooney this. Really knows about that. Here, have a platform. Yeah, tell the world what you I'll know. I'll say
0: something and you can just talk for yeah. me. Yeah. It's
1: brilliant. Like, it hasn't gone unnoticed. It's brilliant. But that's, that's happiness right there. <laughs> It's changed my this changed everything. It's changed the tone of this <laughs> the greatest podcast ever made by anyone ever. <laughs> Happiness That's this one, by the way, folks. Yeah. to all the joy is gone.
0: <laughs> Check us out, we're on Redbubble.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the first lady who ran the country. <clears throat> Conspiracy. A stroke rendered President Woodrow Wilson incapable of governing, and his wife sur- t- argh, surreptitiously stepped in. How is it like you can <laughs> you know a word yeah you can, when you say saying it in your head as you're reading along you can pronounce it you understand what it means everything except for the when there's a mic in front of you and you're like it's oh my god yeah. there's a lot of letters in this <laughs> and i
2: have a stutter <laughs> <Fuck>.
1: <laughs> the truth <coughs> wilson did suffer a de- oh, de- <sighs> debilitating stroke so did you apparently just then. Yeah. I just find it really hard to hide my (laughs) stutter this week. The truth. Wilson did suffer a debilitating stroke towards the end of his presidency, but the government felt it was in the country's best interest to keep things quiet. Yay! (laughs) Go open, transparent government. (laughs) The public didn't learn about the stroke for months, during which time his wife, Edith Wilson, was making most of the executive decisions. Despite Mrs Wilson claiming that she acted only as a steward, Historians who have analysed the Wilson term in office confirm that for well over a year, Mrs Wilson was effectively president. Now, could you imagine a world in which Boris Johnson's Mrs ran the country?
0: I mean, she couldn't have done a worse job, to be fair. (laughs) Things would be as bad, but more likely better, because by all accounts, she is a more compassionate person than Bojo. But can you imagine the outcry? Yeah. Because, I don't know if there would be, because we have, in this country, despite being the alleged home of democracy, we have something of a track record in the last few decades of having people in power who were never elected to that position. I fucking love it. So, realistically... Nobody would care no. unless she did something humanistic, like actually, let's not put pro- profits above people. Yeah. Let's, actually, let's lower taxes
1: so let's the proletariat can taxes So that to the poor live. people yeah. can
0: live and, and you know, and then, yeah, I'll fucking-
1: I've got a great idea, right? <laughs> Brilliant idea. We're actually going to enforce taxes on all the big energy companies to save us grief. <laughs> and so all the people that we'll are make going, a fuck ton, all the voters will actually like us. <gasps> And you can see Bojo just immediately sweating. It's <laughs> like, sort of, oh, well,
0: yeah, we can't do that because they paid for my house, for my house, and my car, for my children. And, yeah, it just, it would work. And then it, he'd have to leave her run out on another bunch of kids to find another, like, I don't know, legal aid or something he can knock up and have more kids with
1: i wish i'd known again going back to like year one of the podcast i wish i'd known all i would have to do was say the magic word (laughs) boris and we have content for the next 10 minutes there's a fucking trigger warning (laughs) on that word (laughs) i get voices i get you like i start uh, you can't see it guys but i start
0: gesticulating
1: (laughs) <laughs> all, all for that one word. If only I'd known that earlier. You on. you'd known this early on. It would have been like, shit, 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 Boris. <laughs> <laughs> right, phew, i got 10 minutes What? Right, you're wearing I a dress.
0: Boris is <laughs> there. Go. <laughs> 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 sure, we'll, we'll wear a dress, but don't wear a dress. Look, suck my cock, but don't suck my cock. I'm not gay, but I am. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a lot like Reggie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's why I can do such a good impression. Yeah, yeah. I've mean, had years of watching you vacillate between the two.
1: It's like, I don't <laughs> Fuck it. We've <laughs> talked about this one before, so we're just going to quickly fly through this okay. one. It was on the list. Government mind control. The CIA <laughs> was testing LSD and other hallucinogenic drugs on Americans in a top-secret experiment on behaviour modification.
0: But remember, kids, don't smoke one or you go to prison. <laughs> yeah. <The laughs>
1: The truth. <laughs> the programme was known as MK Ultra and it was real. The CIA started by using volunteers. The novelist Ken K E S E Y was one notable subject, but the programme had soon began dosing people without their knowledge. MK Ultra left many victims permanently mentally disabled. Um yeah, that's it. It goes on to talk some bullshit. Do they run podcasts as well? The CIA. No, the mentally disabled.
0: I'm just thinking if we can do it. although i suppose podcasts weren't the thing back then were they
1: no but could you imagine if they dosed them all on lsd (laughs) and put a mic in front of them yeah it'd be like one of our christmas episodes said like boris go oh yeah
2: Yeah, that (laughs) that, ladies
1: and gentlemen is why you don't smoke marijuana (laughs) 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 try and write fiction try and write fiction yeah (laughs) the dalai dalai lama dalai lama's impressive salary The conspiracy. The Dalai Lama is a CIA agent. The truth. Perhaps the reason the Dalai Lama is smiling in all those photos has something to do with a six-figure salary he pulled down from the US government during the 1960s. According to declassified intelligence documents, he earned 180 grand in connection with the CIA's funding of the Tibetan resistance to the tune of 1.7 million per year. The idea was to disrupt and hamper China's infrastructure.
2: Mm. Yeah. He, this is
1: much he, like when they, you know, sent all the weapons to South America and bought a Coke bag.
0: I can't help. but think they kind of, they kind of goofed with this one because, you know, they sent, they sent weapons, they sent drugs, they do all that to, to various people. And then they went to the Dalai Lama, uh, who is an avowed pacifist yeah. and basically like, Hey, we'll give you all this money to do this uprising and he was like, "Yeah, okay." And I clearly, they expected he would take the money and and turn into some kind of warlord. Yeah. And he hasn't. I mean, I suppose it's very easy to be the Dalai Lama and and be so at peace with the universe when you're fucking minted. This
1: is but- this is my problem. My problem isn't this once again the CIA just being nefarious. It's the CIA just being CIA. Yeah, I mean, who what? Like we all know, no one watches The Watchmen, but who the fuck watches the CIA? <laughs> like we got. Like, moment after moment in history, where the CIA have fucked the world, <laughs> and yet no one seems to be challenging them. But my my issue is not that. My issue is to become a Dalai Lama, to, be, to find the Vana, to be at peace and zen with the entire universe. <laughs> one of the fundamental things you have to give up is, like, attach- attachment, yeah. materialism, money. Like... <laughs> All the Buddhism books I've read, it's like all the all the Buddhas just shun all of they shun that. Shun all those worldly goods because they want spiritual wealth. Yeah. So, and I understand we don't necessarily live in like I don't know all those centuries ago where you could just bumble around and yeah, eat an apple a day and be fine. <laughs> there are bills to pay, but it's. It seems so weird that somebody yeah. has attained...
0: I think the money actually went into the temple. Yeah. Although it was it was him that was recruited and the money was ostensibly paid to him, most of it went to funding the rebellion Probably, and yeah. the rest of it was channeled, as far as I'm aware, into the, into the temple, yeah. which basically means that the monks don't have to worry about paying the bills because yeah. there's this big trust fund cia money that pays the bills for them
1: so they can just go on you know shunning everything they can (laughs) go
0: on shunning everything because like you just said we we don't live in a vacuum anymore it's it's like the argument for for communism communism only works in a vacuum because as soon as you start adding the human element into it and you know the real world yeah it all falls apart and elements of capitalism and trading come into it um and it's the same with, with buddhism in twenty twenty two, you cannot just shun things and go and live. You no. need to own possessions in order to survive. Yeah. Be they very rudimentary ones, like yeah. a water bottle, a fucking sleeping bag or something like that. Ten. You need yeah. You need something like that. You can't just bimble around uh not the city unless you go to plucking apples like off a tree. Some kind of sanctuary or some place that's set up, that's set up to do that. For but that. then somebody else is, is, is having to shielding p- you from that. Yeah. Someone else is taking on those burdens for you. Yeah. So yeah.
1: I must have read like six books at this point, like some of them multiple times about Buddhism and trying to understand it. And they all start with, don't get so caught up in, I have to do this, 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 this. We live in the modern world. A lot of like the history of Buddhism is not transferable to the modern world. So you kind of, it was the first place I ever... I encountered that thing that you've like battered into me since we started doing this <laughs> podcast. There's black, there's white, and there's a thousand shades of gray. Yeah. And that's where I first encountered it of like, we don't live in a black and white world. You're not going to be able to live a hundred percent devoted <laughs> to the rules of Buddhism that they had hundreds of years ago. You just got to aim for the lighter shades of gray. Yeah, And so I understand it, but at the same time, I'm, I'm, I'm reading it and I'm thinking, that is fucking rich. <laughs> <laughs> like, how? Oh, yeah, the CIA. The CIA. The CIA. That old right. chestnut. I think we're back to the CIA. Oh, no, FBI this time. FBI this time. John Lennon was under government surveillance. The, FBI, <laughs> the conspiracy is the FBI was spying on former Beatle John Lennon. The truth, crazy conspiracy theories regarding celebs are always interesting. And this one is most certainly true. Like many counterculture heroes, Lennon was considered a threat. Anti-war songs, like Give Peace a Chance, didn't exactly endear former Beatle John Lennon to the Nixon administration. (laughs) NPR reported in 2010, in 1971, the FBI put Lennon under surveillance and the Immigration and Naturalisation Service tried to deport him a year later. Um, And that's where it ends. But yeah, I actually read about this in... in, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> one of the well books i've read this, recently yeah uh, yeah that he was he was desperate to become a citizen mm. of america because he didn't ever want to come back to england and they just kept threatening him like well you know we won't do it if you're going to keep doing this and yeah, doing that.
0: being so anti-war you know we're a big war country yeah. that's yeah. how we pacify our citizens yeah and you spreading this this message of peace and love it's like not gonna him, fly john
1: him bob dylan like yeah loads of them loads of them. But of course the,
0: the the native american not native americans the americans they can't deport because no. um yeah at that point in time exile wasn't a thing america would do we
1: should bring, we should bring back, back exile like boris. we bring back exiling yeah boris oh, Prey, patel yeah the thing is they've got so
0: much money they could exile themselves to a fucking private island and that kind of defeats the purpose wow well, Because the point of exile was you're being kicked out, you're being thrown out of your, your homeland. Yeah. So you have to go and live
1: somewhere foreign yeah, where you don't, you know, you you're don't not going to have the advantages and in the infrastructure that we have here. You go and live on some private island, you ain't got 5G. You probably ain't got the internet. You can't just go to the cinema. <laughs> well, just, you can't just go to Waitrose. Going, you go can't go just Monaco. go to the football. You can't just go to the theatre. Like, well, they can do? because you,
0: know, you get exiled from the UK. Okay, most of them would fuck off to America, where they can get the same thing, just surrounded by people with a lower IQ.
1: I was arguing against private island. I wasn't arguing against America. But a
0: private island was was a, was an extreme example. Yeah, know. yeah. You know, like someone else, who I think, should be exiled, but not just from the country. I think you should be exiled from the planet. Richard Branson, who owns a private island and has all those amenities on his private island. Um,
1: let's, let's come up with a list. Boris, Priti Patel, the Arsenal football team. <laughs> Um, uh,
0: the, the Victorian
1: Nazi puppet. Anybody... Conv- uh, Rees-Mogg. Yeah. Jacob Rees-Mogg. Okay, he's gone on this. Anybody convicted of rape or paedophilia. Yeah. Uh, police. All <laughs> <Or> police.
0: <laughs> Just get rid of all of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can see I can see you're yearning <laughs> to say Scotland, but please no, don't, because you
1: no, in no, trouble. No, no, <laughs> no, I'm all about the Scottish. <laughs> I've even started drinking whiskey for breakfast, the feel. <laughs> the government is spying on you. I really hope the Scottish have got a sense of you. I really do. Because <laughs> I really... Re- Oi laddie! And there's a fucking
0: <laughs> flaming bottle le- yeeted through your window. So, That's for the Rajas.
1: So, you gadge. At some point this year I'm planning on going to Edinburgh so I'd quite like to not get, <laughs> not get fucking done in the streets of Edinburgh. Anyway, the government is spying on you. With the advances in technology the government is using its vast resources to track citizens. The truth... In 2016, government agencies sent 49,868 requests for user data to Facebook, 27,850 to Google, and 9,076 to Apple, according to the Electronic Frontier Foundation. Um, You've probably also heard that your computer camera could be used to spy on you. That is also true a lot of the, a lot of this one was just made up of bullshit. So yeah, but there's a lot, right? You'd think, oh yeah, but you think in a world of like enemy, of the state type subterfuge and espionage, they wouldn't have to go to all these people. They could probably hack.
0: Yeah, but it's expensive to do that. Oh, okay. Why go and hack someone's accounts and, and home devices to get that information when Facebook and Google, hi, talking to my Alexa there. Um, when Facebook and Google and Amazon are doing it themselves, yeah. and you could just go to them and ask them for the information. A lot of them have agreements set up with governments anyway. So if the government says, I need this information on this person, they
1: just hand it over. Well, how comes when footballers get racially abused by bot accounts, <laughs> or not by bot accounts, sorry, by fake accounts, or just by lurker accounts, are they so hard to trace?
2: They're Surely not. Twitter would have to. the
1: IP address of they the person don't want that to. does it.
0: At the end of that, tracing an IP address is is, is bullshit. That's It's cyber speak for the masses. My IP address here, so if I tweet something from my home address plugged in on a network cable, um, you get one IP address. If I do it from my phone, which is not connected to the Wi-Fi, you get a completely different IP address. If I do it while I'm at work, you get a different IP address. If I do it while I'm connected to McDonald's Wi-Fi, you get a different IP address. So it's, you can trace it back, but it's bullshit, because especially if you're on a public Wi-Fi
1: so like in an airport or something i am to understand that ip address is a, is just the layman terms it's the thing they put in tv shows to kind of it's it's part of the tracing process but
0: not unless really unless it's someone's process. home ip address and assuming that hasn't changed because you're the router you've got connected to the internet in your house yeah. that has a static yeah. external ip address assigned to it but that can be changed and if that's changed, well, then tracing it to the IP address, if you did something and the following day it's changed, the IP address is assigned to someone in fucking Ireland. Okay. You're tracing it to Ireland and you're fucking sat in Harlow. So it's, yeah. Sorry, okay. it's part of my job to know
2: this shit. No, I, like I did not see the smile.
1: I'm like, this is going better than ever. <laughs> yeah, you've really set me off. We're, we're like nearly 45 minutes in. I've got two other things for the intro as well. Oh <laughs> I didn't realise. Sometimes I'm like, this will be fine, this will take forever, and we fly through it in five minutes. <laughs> All right. Big tobacco, that to cigarettes, caused cancer. Conspiracy. Shit. For decades, tobacco companies buried evidence that smoking is deadly. The truth. At <laughs> The beginning of the 1950s, research was showing an indisputable statistical link between smoking and lung cancer. But it wasn't until the late 1990s mm-hmm. that Philip Morris, the nation's largest cigarette maker at the time, even admitted the smoking could cause cancer. For decades, they buried it. Got to be the worst of them all, right? I
0: mean, we we we, we talked about ten thousand people dying from poisoned alcohol in Prohibition.
1: Incalculable the amount millions of people that have died
0: upon millions who have died from you know, afflictions and diseases related directly to smoking, and they buried it for years <coughs> to make
1: money. Didn't they used to say that it was actually good for you? It was, At it, one it was point. promoted
0: as a health product in the the. 40s. 40s, like wartime. 30s and 40s, probably before that, it was promoted as being good for you.
1: It's nuts. I've been I've there's two different season, series on Netflix about like World War II and Connor. They're both mm. like documentary series. I watched them both recently. Surely not. <laughs> I went through a little World War II thing. <laughs> and uh every motherfucker in these programs is constantly yep. smoking. And I'm just like, i am sitting there, I'm like, I know you don't know it's painful to watch
0: You're, it's like you are actively killing yourself yeah. like, a colleague at work the other day um, someone walked into our office drinking a can of Diet Coke Yeah, and this colleague was like oh, Diet Coke oh, you don't want to be drinking that it's terrible for you oh, it's got this thing in it that replaces the sugar but it's far worse for using sugar and it causes this and it causes that and he went off on and I let him run down and then I went coming from a smoker and he was like
1: yeah but he's like Oh no, yeah, yeah, good point. <laughs> like I'm not one of these idiot, naive people that think, oh, I don't smoke, I vape. That's got to be so much better for me. Like I'm fully aware that I'm not doing as much damage, but I'm still yeah. doing damage to myself, right? Which is why I've cut right down to the lowest nicotine level, and I plan to quit <laughs> at some point. Get
0: one that just tastes of uh,
1: candy floss. Oof, oof, I can't do flavours. <laughs> I'm not a flavour kind. Everyone always tastes more flavour you got, and I'm like fucking tobacco like tobacco flavor like what do you you take me for a fucking child (laughs) (laughs) cigarettes don't taste the candy floss so why should this idiots anyway (laughs) yikes but even I come your party if there are cigarettes flying around when I've had a couple of drinks I will smoke them
0: I observed that at, the, at my last party. The number of people who don't smoke. Oh, yeah. Who, when cigarettes were being freely offered around, suddenly smoked. And I was just oh, like, they're all, this were, is eye-opening.
1: They're all ex-smokers, though, right? They're all people that quit. Yeah, yeah they're all I, people that, that quit. Had quit. And then
0: someone weighs a cigarette in their face and they're
1: just like, oh, got to get that fixed, man. i It's, it's, it's the alcohol. That is it? It is. It's the I alcohol. get drunk quite a lot and I don't smoke. Yeah, but you never smoked. <laughs> Like and your neural pathways have never connected alcohol and nicotine <laughs> together. Much like you ask any smoker, the minute you finish eating your dinner, there's a there's something <laughs> in your head that triggers. That's like time to go smoke, time <laughs> to go smoke. And it's a learned habit. Much like any smoker will tell you, the minute they start drinking alcohol, they double the amount of cigarettes they yeah. they smoke. They're like chain smokers. There's some neural link or just some part of you that. that Combines the two, and vaping just does not cut it when I'm drinking alcohol, which is fine because I drink alcohol about three times a year. So you know, (laughs) I'm not smoking that many cigarettes, but I understand the addictive nature of it. Because we should start, we
0: should start a program to help reform these poor, suffering souls, where we basically get one of those shock collars, and basically every time they have a drink you zap them for 30 seconds. Every time they finish a move, you zap them for 30 seconds.
1: You can do it, but I'm, I will never be one of them
0: preachy ex-mokers. I just want to electrocute people. I will never. Mostly you. am not going to lie.
1: I have often. They show there.
0: you come to my party. We're just going to use the dog to chase you into a corner, pin you down and put one of these collars on and just zap you every time we think you might want to smoke. <laughs>
1: I'm just going to take two seconds to text, text Ash and tell him I'm actually not coming to your party. Right oh, we'll give Ash your control. You can zap as well. <laughs> Fake battle, real war. What? Um I was trying to make a point, but you distracted me, so I'm just going to leave it half, oh, okay. half made because I can't really remember what it was. Let's <laughs> just move on. Fake battle, real war. The Gulf of Tonkin incident on August the 2nd, 1964 was faked to provoke American support for the Vietnam War. Those those (laughs) upright, honest, transparent Americans would never do do something so shady. (laughs) The truth. (laughs) By the time news reached American ears, the facts surrounding the North Vietnamese attack on the American naval ship Maddox were already fuzzy. The classified intelligence documents have since revealed that the Maddox... um, had provided support for South Vietnamese attacks on a nearby island and that the North Vietnamese were responding in kind. Um, the, according to the US Naval Institute, the event opened the floodgates for direct American military involvement in Vietnam.
0: Yeah, they were basically like, yeah, we'll help you blow up these North Vietnamese because we don't like them. They're a bit communist but we won't tell anyone we're doing it. And then obviously they were like, fuck you, you're attacking us. So they yeah. attacked back, and America was like, Uncle Sam says we gotta protect ourselves and went marching in there and got their asses kicked. It's, a lot, like, accounts, but... it's a lot like Pearl Harbor, right? <laughs> I mean, Pearl Harbor actually happened. No, but that, it was a like Pearl Harbor. Yeah.
1: Like what I learned from watching these World War II documentaries, because they're mm. not all Europe based, they, they showed both sides. The full... The American
0: ones must be very, very short.
1: Of the access. of <laughs> Yeah, they're not great. But at that point, when Pearl, Har- when Pearl Harbor happened, the American military was massively underfunded. Mm. Und- they had barely any troops. They had none of the technology. Or, like, their armies powered in significance to the armies of other countries around yeah. the world. It was only Pearl Harbor that spurned them into action to actually go... Production. Yeah. Put all the money into actually having an army. So and they never stopped. No, I mean at that <laughs> point, pre Pearl Harbor, they were pussies. The Americans were pussies when it comes to warfare. <laughs> but post Pearl Harbor, they've become the bullies of the world. They've right?
0: become a militarised nation. Yeah. They're basically North Korea with a bigger but bigger budget.
1: They were being like Switzerland. They were being pussies. They weren't gonna come and get involved and yeah. put down Hitler. It wasn't until Pearl Harbor that they went, right, I suppose we have to get involved now because yeah. they're attacking us. We can't just sit back and can't watch just them, sit back. Tear them tear each other apart. We have to get involved now. So it's more, it is kind of more or less the same thing. Yeah. It's like they were, oh, we don't want to do, we don't want to do, we don't want to, do. oh, fuck. Now they've come for us. But by that point, it was more of a government decision rather yeah. than a, a, you know somebody else
0: did. <coughs> they realised that the impetus of the First World War had worn off, yeah. people were sort of like... Mm actually i don't want to go and kill people and possibly get killed in turn don't want to be a soldier daddy um and then they were like fuck well if they're not soldiers we can't indoctrinate them quite so easily we can't control them um we need a reason to do it so they went and got involved in somebody else's war yeah i mean that's not a pattern we've seen repeated
1: until this day, they'll claim they won it (laughs)
0: Yeah, <laughs> they got their asses kicked by a bunch of fucking rice farmers with
1: AK-47s they're like an 89th minute substitute that comes on the pitch is on the pitch for three minutes and goes <laughs> I
2: won I won
1: it's like yeah but you did most of that winning from the fucking
2: sideline
1: <laughs> you cunt there is an alien evidence in the American Southwest conspiracy E.T. is buried in the desert of New Mexico the truth this one is real the Atari video game <laughs> I ET, knew you were say the that. extraterrestrial, failed so miserably that the company buried unsold cartridges in a desert landfill. <clears throat> they
0: excavated them all the other year. Did I really? There was a big thing. It was, I think, it's on Amazon or Netflix. A big uh, conspiracy, a big um, documentary. documentary. On it. Oh, yeah, awesome. they basically went out there and they they excavated it, and it was a whole big thing because people. It's become this this internet
1: like. I was gonna say, I bet them. Unsold video games would sell a lot now just because it would of sell more because
0: myth. of the yeah because of the novelty value yeah. of having it yeah that 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 video game almost killed the video games industry oh really almost completely wiped it off the map because there was this little like bubble that grew up after things like uh pac-man space invaders all that and then they came into the home and with the atari system they were like oh wait we can make video games based on films yeah Holy hell, and it was like this mind-blowing thing for them right at the start of the 80s. And then they made it. I don't know if you've ever seen any footage oh. of that game. Fucking dreadful. Oh, okay. It is
1: unplayably bad. But it's t- like just teething problems early on, right? They didn't really... They didn't have... It they had a, to refine. Much was, like we had to refine this podcast. Yeah. They had to refine how it, to it was take... A, it was a combination of... One IP and terms it It was it a combination of factors,
0: basically. they want, It was a cash grab. Yeah. Of um, they Play hadn't really that. refined it, but they were far more playable games. They were better games. So Pac-Man as a prime example. It had come out like 15 years before, yeah, and it's still played today. Yeah, because
1: it's a very very simple premise, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. but it's a simple premise, well executed. Yeah, with that they tried to, well, they tried to just make a, a very very cheap, very quick cash grab off of the ET game. Oh, okay. But when it came out, it bore no relevance. To the the game, there was no instruction, there was no dialogue, there was nothing. You basically had to figure the game out as you did it, and it was awful. And oh, okay. nobody bought it. It killed off that Atari system. It basically killed off Atari as a manufacturer, and it very nearly killed off. Um, it was only because video games became popular in Japan, and yeah. then it eventually migrated back across. but it yeah it, it didn't wipe out video games as an industry in the, in the uh, in the West entirely. <sighs>
1: Ladies and gentlemen, I'd just like to thank Professor Rooney for turning <laughs> up today. A man that knows a little bit. Just fine. he got like a one article <laughs> yeah. and it's just gone like... <laughs> a man that knows a little bit about many About many a things. lot, yeah. Well, we I got, get distracted. I spend a lot of time on the internet. We've got two more to get through. Oh, God. Canada tried to develop Gator <laughs> Conspiracy. <laughs> I
0: have read this article. <laughs> the,
1: the Canadian government was so paranoid about homosexuality that it developed a GADAR machine. And now they've got true in charge. It's crazy how things turn. The truth, it really happened. In the 1960s, the government hired a university professor to develop a way to detect homosexuality in federal employees. It came up with a machine that measured pupil dilation in response to same-sex erotic imagery. The Canadian government used it to exclude or fire more than 400 men from civil service, the military, and the mountains. Now, I noticed they didn't fight the women. No. No, because you want... They
0: didn't test the women. They don't care if, if the yeah. women are gay. That's
1: a my whole point. I was going to say, like... That's it. That's the tweet. <laughs> I was going to say something then, but it was really, really quite bad. I'm not say. <laughs> um, so more of that
0: growth we've been talking about. Yeah.
1: Things were a bit twisted back in the 60s. Oh, right? Can you like so. this just goes to show though, like how far we've come as a society. I know we all look out the window and we think the world's fucked up and shit's going down the pan and the end times are coming, but we really have come we
0: have genuinely taken come a long way. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like no one cares if you're gay anymore. It's well, like oh Some
0: people care if you're gay anymore, mostly boomers.
1: All right, a small only a small section of people actually give a fuck anymore. The rest, everyone else is just like, oh my god, so lame. So, do something care, fuck off, do something interesting. If if you want my attention, do something else, be be a terrorist or something. (laughs) At least this is like Uh, Tajik
0: is not endorsing terrorism.
1: Please don't go and become a terrorist. Unless you're, you know, a warrior monk within the cult of Tajik. In case, yeah. On our behalf. In that case, fill your
0: boots uh this is place Whitehall Street uh Downing Down Downing Downing Street.
1: Uh, oh oh I, I had this connected to a number. Um ten?
0: Ten, yeah. Number ten on that street. Yeah. Just go in there. Kill everyone.
1: Sound like Loki now. We're
0: going to get put on a fucking list, mate. We probably already are.
1: If we're not on the CIA's list after last week, I don't know what this (laughs) week We actively endorsed killing the majority of Americans just to to clean the gene pool up a little bit.
0: Just so that I can go and get a flat on the (laughs) Rue Royale. And then
1: every cultist was like, it's not that offensive. It's not that (laughs) offensive.
0: It's like, yeah, we are slowly inuring them to to the idea of massive... Agricultural eugenic, volume, eugenic programs <laughs> against America. It's it's like to say if you kill you kill one person, <coughs> you're a murderer. Yeah, kill ten people, you're a serial killer. Kill ten million, you're a government.
1: I got a plan, actually, a new plan.
0: Does it involve killing America?
1: <laughs> yeah, I reckon. Right, if we can get some kind of like, we can find out the top five roadkill animals in america right and we infect them <laughs> then that's the southern states gone <laughs> especially if you tailor it
0: to certain genetic strands because they're all so inbred there they're all basically one big family
1: so like all the gray squir- gray squirrels have a poison inside them that's the southern states gone <laughs> think of all them guns not What's being shot
0: tonight, Ma? gray squirrel casserole now, now come back in an hour when I finish fucking your brother and then they just come in and they eat their casserole and they all die
1: I'm gonna go out back and shoot my gun because I'm a real man I'm gonna shoot my gun while my cousin sucks my dick because
0: America sorry
1: <laughs> the Illuminati in the US government <laughs> <coughs>
0: God damn it, America, you just cannot catch a break today. No,
1: not in this article. Conspiracy, a secret society that rules the world, the Illuminati, and the US National Security Agency are in cahoots. (laughs) The truth. We're here to tell you that a link does, in fact, exist. Of course, that link is actually a hyperlink. (laughs) If you type Illuminati backwards uh, into a web browser, you will land on the NSA website. Mm Mm-hmm. Rumor has it this elite society includes tons of famous personalities, actors, actresses, and performers. Uh, and then like, I go on to say something. And the cleverest way, the way they could think fan. to
0: describe it was by typing the name backwards. It's like someone's done something clever there. That's just someone who owns that domain and has just pointed yeah. it at their yeah. website. Yeah.
1: I like it. I like it. It's, it's bullshit. Yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> I feel like the last two, well, DT1 and that one, where they were just like, we need 12. They were just trolling yeah. and winding us up. Right, next thing. Famous porn director reveals the jaw-dropping truth about porn. Is that jaw dropping Jaw-dropping. Jaw-dropping. Yeah. I mean, it works <clears> either way, right.
0: given what we're discussing.
1: Famous porn director reveals jaw-dropping truth about porn. Seymour Butts has seen it all in his 20 plus years in the biz and he's about to burst your porn (laughs) bubble. We talk about a lot of filth on this podcast. (laughs) We both admit to watching porn. I feel like we should balance it out and actually tell people that may be insecure about their performance. Judged up against porn stars, the truth.
0: Is is anyone over the age of 16 still convinced that 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 porn is at all realistic?
1: I mean, Americans.
0: Good point. Yeah, no, they have about the same IQ as a 15 year old. Sorry. You keep just laying No, seeing them up.
1: I did that one on purpose, and then I was like, fuck, this is just like last week or whatever. Again. <laughs> when we go on our major Tajik world tour, we're not going to be able to go to Scotland. I've got an idea. I've
0: got an idea. What we'll do is, oh, God, save the Queen. Wait, I mean, that's not right,
1: is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I couldn't even sing the anthem right. To the typical civilian watching porn, the stars can come across as sexual superheroes.
0: (laughs) I've never seen fucking Sasha Gray do a superhero landing.
1: I know this because I was once a civilian watching a lot of porn. I still remember the thoughts that ran through my head back then. How does he do that? Jeez, his penis is big. Wow, look at her perfect body. She's insatiable. And that's a good thing. As a director, I hope, that's what viewers are thinking when they're watching one of my movies. I plan, cast, shoot, direct, and edit them specifically to induce those type those types of thoughts. I create fantasies. The problems start when viewers forget that these are fantasies and lose perspective. They have insecurities about themselves and their own sexual abilities. They start thinking things like, I wish my penis was that big. Mm -hmm. I wish my girlfriend would do that. I wish I could be that spontaneous and erect on demand. Well, guess what? The porn you see on your computer or TV screens aren't, I think that should be, isn't an accurate reflection of what happens in real life. Mm -hmm. I don't just mean your life. I'm talking about the porn actors creating all that impossible sex you're watching. You're only seeing a small fraction of what really went on. Prepare to learn some hard truths. <laughs> but you could say the same about this podcast, right? Like they're seeing. I mean, what? No, they're seeing a small fraction of our week. Oh yeah, shall we say? Yeah. And it's a small fraction of our week that we put out there. Like <laughs> we let you this see is the Instagram what we want of, you to of,
0: see of, of our yeah. world. Basically, like, because you I don't see full of or shit, hear but...
1: everything, just what we want to. Put I mean you, out you of
0: do hear most of it, because I'm a very lazy editor and can't bother to cut most things out. So, you, even after Reggie asks me to, I mean,
1: like I've not told anybody one thing that happened to me this week, not just because you know you didn't care <laughs> enough to ask me.
0: <laughs> I was <laughs> going to ask you, and then you said something and sent me off on another tirade.
1: As I said that, I got an email, and the title was "Malicious Mates." <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah I know one of them (laughs) red string (laughs) (laughs) synchronicity Um, but yeah it's true like we you only see and hear what what we want you to see in here the narrative yeah exactly (laughs) big penises I mean are you still talking about us (laughs) because we are a couple of big dicks yeah (laughs) and at least one of us has got a big dick it's up to you to figure out which (laughs) one yeah which one (laughs) 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 big penises yes most of the malperformers in porn have large salamis Oh, my God, really? Yeah, that's what it says. Salamis. Fucking hell. You may be impressed with their size, but you know who isn't as excited by a gigantic cock? The women in porn. <laughs> <laughs> there are only a certain percentage of women women, who can actually handle and enjoy an abnormally large bratwurst.
0: <laughs> Fuck, mate. It's this guy. He's on the wind-up.
1: Yeah. I encounter situations like this constantly when I'm filming, and I see the signs when I watch others' adult movies. There's an obvious grimace of pain on the a- actress's face because he's way too big for her and it hurts on well, the less obvious woman's hand on the man's hip to prevent him from penetrating too deep. I usually edit out these pain indicators mm-hmm. because at least for me, it's distracting. It takes away from the fantasy and just reminds you that these are actors doing a job. <laughs> and Sometimes that job can be a pain in the ass or vagina. Marathon sex. We have become accustomed to watching porn stars pound away at their cone stars for anywhere from 20 to 60 minutes.
0: <laughs> no, we fucking ain't, mate. I skipped to the good bit yeah. and I'm over in two. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got time for that.
1: I once spent some time in a room with you having sex and my memory was that there was a lot of grunting for like 45 minutes. And it eventually ended with, I love you. Ugh, I know. <laughs> what you don't see is what happens before the cameras start rolling like the pill popping and penis injecting. In my experience, 95%... percent the
0: best bits. That's all I show on my yeah. OnlyFans.
1: Yeah.
0: Me taking drugs and sticking needles in with it.
1: It's part of the sadist. It's
0: part of that the whole sadist, sadist angle, thing. Yeah. Hashtag
1: sadism. 95% of the male performers use some sort of erectile enhancement medication, and the ones who don't are at the bottom of the totem pole. Um, There's stuff about Reedy's book to find natural ways to get erections you only see the finished product so you don't see all the stopping and starting that happens during a shoot the breaks to eat and drink or catch their breath or regain an erection which could also mean popping another pill or sticking another needle into the base of the performer's penis there are bathroom breaks and re-lubing breaks and still picture taking breaks it's endless truth be told neither the male or female performers are actually going at it non-stop for anywhere near the periods of time that it seems. Yeah. And while many of the male performers are able to last an abnormally long time under what seem to be the most pleasurable of circumstances, there are consequences. I dare any man to have sex for long periods of time, six to seven days per week, over a sixty day period, see what happens to your penis. Now imagine engaging in that amount of sexual activity over a period of years. With such a workload placed on it, the male performer's penis becomes desensitized to the point where many of them can't actually ejaculate while having sex. They need to pull out and reach orgasm manually, or even worse, they develop a tolerance for the erectile dysfunction medications and can't get it up at all for work or play. <laughs> I remember I went through my Louis phase where I was watching all the Louis documentaries. Yeah. He does an episode of Weird Weekends where he's in San Fernando Valley, or wherever it is, that part, that valley in in California, where they deal with a porn, and he follows this guy around. Now, this was in the 90s, so this was pre-Viagra. And back then, like, I always thought you had to have a huge cock, you had to be really in shape or good-looking to go be a male porn star. Turns out, (laughs) all you actually have to do is be able to get hard on camera because so few people can. Really? Yeah. That was the biggest problem, like, in this whole Sorry, documentary. I'm off
0: to make my career in San Fernando Valley.
1: There's one thing doing it with your webcam. Oh, <laughs> there's another thing when, like, the director's in the room, the camera. Especially yeah, when
0: you've got a whole fucking camera crew there. You've got
1: the fluffers fluffing the guy for the next scene in the same room, do you know what I mean? Like... That'd help. I think... The, <laughs> oh, he's getting hard. We oh, making my. me hard. Like, the big was like if you can get it up you will get work if you can get it up on camera you will get work obviously viagra and apparently i didn't know before i found his article injecting your penis Odd. like at this point having read this article yesterday what fun is there to have in being a pole star
0: what fun is there to have doing most things for work you know there are a lot of things that people enjoy but if you're having to do it every day
1: yeah, but you schedule, look at... It so just becomes less fun. You, I know, obviously, like, anything, any hobby that you then turn into a career.
0: If we start doing the, this as a career, I'd have to put injections in my penis before every episode.
1: Half the fun would disappear, like,
0: <laughs> yeah, seriously. Because, because it's, it's now work, yeah, you have to do it. And
1: we're responsible, and we have people to be responsible for, and we have bills to pay.
0: Exactly, in. yeah.
1: But, male porn star. <laughs> Like, as a young man, that's that every that young man's job. dream, right? Yeah. But the more you actually learn about it, the more I'm like... The less fun it is. So is. You're not actually having fun having the sex. And in order to have the non-fun sex, there's a chance that you may be desensitised and never have be able to get there's, it up, I have sex ever again. I
0: think I'm less surprised by this because there's been numerous jobs over the years I've wanted and I've made the mistake, being the nerd that I am, of looking into them and finding oh, okay. out about them before i for years i wanted to work at games workshop yeah i wanted to work in the store because i was like they get to hang out surrounded by all the games workshop stuff all day long they talk to other nerds about games workshop they play the games and everything i was like that would be amazing but then obviously i spoke to some of them and a lot of what they do is just regular shop work yeah
1: of course yeah.
0: and i was like oh well, that's shit, I do that at fucking Sainsbury's.
1: I can't love working, I love music and I love films, yeah. I love working at Virgin, but 80% of that was normal shop it's work. It's
0: bullshit shop work. I was like, oh well, that's no good. Then I wanted to work at, at their head office and I was like, and then I sort of looked at it and most of the roles there, unless you're one of the artists or oh, designers, a, yeah. a lot of it is just the same as working in any other office. Just admin, yeah. Except you have to go to Nottingham and they've got a tank outside. Oh. Um <laughs> yeah, it swings it's around it's about. Critical, yeah. um, and you you have a lot of them it's like yeah it seems great until you actually look into it and then it just it just is a bit naff
1: do you know what else is a bit naff spontaneous anal sex sex in porn is designed <laughs> to look spontaneous but nothing could be further from the truth
0: is this a second article or is this a continuation of the first one it's still
1: a continuation of that one fucking hell especially when it comes to anal sex before a scene female performers have a lot of advanced prep from doing several enemas you need to make sure that gigantic cock she's barely tolerating doesn't unleash a fresh (laughs) tsunami of shit uh, to reducing or eliminating food consumption anywhere between four to 12 hours before their call time because well there's nothing worse than shooting an anal scene with an actress who's full of shit
0: i read about this on it was on a reddit post a few
1: years back think about that next time you're watching sphincter stretching porn the actress is probably starving on the set we can almost hear her stomach growling and she's had more enemas that morning than the residents of a nursing home
0: yeah i read about this and it was it was someone was asking about it because they said you know you've all heard the horror stories where someone tries to do anal sex and there's shit all over the yeah. bed and everything and they were like how does this you know how does this balance out because you see it in porn and they're plowing and uh, and there was a couple of people came in who were porn stars, yeah, and answered it. And they said, the day in the days before uh, an anal shoot, they'll they'll have like smoothies, yeah. uh soup, stuff like that, no solids, yeah. And then on the day, they do all the enemas and they, they get their assholes bleached and everything, so that they can do that. And then immediately they get offset, set, they go out somewhere and just gorge themselves yeah. to make up for the for the food, and then apparently have like gastrointestinal problems for the next couple of days because they've just suddenly whacked in all these solids that they haven't had and what have you and i was like huh
1: okay is there a price is there a figure that they could pay you to go for all of that bearing in mind like you have to be able to retire we joke about your sexuality right (laughs) i'm not sure you want to do that on camera but (laughs) hypothetically is there a price is there a certain amount of money that they could pay you to go through all of that. Yes,
0: absolutely. I, I am. What is that number? We've discussed it before. I'm incredibly, oh, incredibly mercenary in my proclivities. There aren't many things I would do for the right amount of money. I don't, I, if, enough that me and my family would never have to work again.
1: Uh, oh, they're never going to pay you that for one scene. Are no, exactly, because they're never going to make the money <laughs> back. Realistically. Oh, realistically, three grand. Bearing in mind, it's a one off. You'll do it on your day off. You still keep your day job. It's just an extra three grand. Probably cash free, uh, tax free as well. Make it four. Make it four, and make you make do it, it. Make
0: it four, yeah. I'll there you go. That. There you go. Four grand.
1: There you go, independent porno makers.
0: Yeah. Offer me four grand and you some tasty lady, not even that tasty, I'm not gonna see her face. I know. <laughs> I ain't having no dick up there. Alright. Jesus. That's, that's my online persona, okay? That's part of the narrative.
1: Is that eight grand? Because <laughs> we, we do know you have... That's online.
0: eight grand, and you've got to look like Antonio Banderas. Okay. You've got to speak to me in Spanish.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Seduce me in Spanish
1: and slip your chorizo in my uh, porthole. Insatiable libidos. Sure. you rang? There are female performers in, uh, in porn purely for the sex but they are few and far between. My experience tells me the majority of women in porn uh, are in porn for the money first. (laughs) Yep. Followed closely by the adulation, then the freedom, and then finally the sex. Some of them don't enjoy any of the sex. Some of them are strictly heterosexual and don't enjoy other girls. Some are lesbians and don't enjoy sex with guys. Some of them find many of the people they are asked to have sex with unattractive, (laughs) but they do it anyway and they do it well. They have learned to fake it. Directors ultimately don't
0: like me at work.
1: <laughs> most, anyone working most in retail. Working. Directors <laughs> ultimately don't care as long as the performer has the ability to act as if she's enjoying everything she's doing, which the successful ones do. We know that with good shooting and some creative editing, you'll never be able to tell the difference. Female ejaculation. There's some debate about whether female ejaculation is even possible. But well, I can tell you that when it comes to squirting in porn movies, what you see isn't always what you get. Mm. For every genuine squirting scene, there are many, many instances where the girl is actually urinating or we take a break from filming so the actress can fill a vagina with water using a turkey baster. Yes, that actually <laughs> Sex without condoms. Despite the fact that all performers are tested every 14 to 30 days, curable STDs are rampant within the industry. I know of some performers who catch them so often they have developed a tolerance for the treatment medications. Mm. This is not an indictment of the individuals involved. It is just simply a numbers game. Any individual in any setting, under any circumstances, who had as much random unprotected sex as a porn star would experience the same. If you're ever in doubt, just follow my my golden rule. Never have unprotected sex with someone you're not totally comfortable asking to shave your anus. And then the... (laughs) The yeah, article just stops there.
0: <clears throat> that's, I mean, that's how I gauge things. You know, I, I will never do, I'll never car share, car share with someone who, uh, you know, I wouldn't be comfortable shaving my anus. It's just how
1: I balance things. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do anything with someone I'm not comfortable asking to shave my anus, which reminds me, I got the special shaving phone. You got the special shaving phone? <laughs> super good. The tingly one.
0: menthol yeah. one.
1: Yeah. And I got a V. So I told
0: you, mate, I'm not shaving your ass off. Oh, fuck's sake, go
1: on. No more podcasts. Ask your
0: mum, she's seen it before. Okay, she was there when, when when you were born. She's seen it all. <laughs> Amy will do it. Amy will do it. She don't care.
1: <laughs> She's had a child. How long are we going? Because I've got one very short thing left.
0: We were at like quarter past... Quarter past? We were at like an hour and a quarter.
1: Okay, we're kind of making up a little bit for last week. But <laughs> just a one last thing, right? As you know, I have a, an OCD of doing things in three. So after my first two things <laughs> that I bought for the intro, I had to go for a third one. I wasn't really sure, right? So I Googled paranormal sex I thought oh, we've god. started with a filth we might as well carry on with a filth <laughs> <laughs> yeah. paranormal sex was rubbish because you know, we've already talked about we, we've ghost talked sex. a lot about ghost a sex right. so next up I tried cryptid, cryptid sex. sex I knew that was coming oh my god I was disgusted <laughs> disgusted
0: <laughs> how many new books how many new websites did you add to your bookmarks
1: with the first page of google results
0: <laughs> you didn't just skip straight to images
1: the first result exclusive which cryptids are best in bed the Second one Ganged by the Dogman A Double Knot encrypted sexual Whoa Third Uh Spread for Bigfoot A Gay Domination Cryptid Sexual <laughs> Cryptid Sex Dungeon A Crypto Erotica Adventure Number five <laughs> Tasting Bigfoot, a deep throat cryptid sexual. Uh, and then, like, eight other entries for Night by the Dogman, a feral cryptid sexual. Fucking hell. Um, and then it just goes on. You're only Jesus. And, on, and on. Nessie is my girlfriend.
0: Wait, wasn't that the plot of our film? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Backdoored by Bigfoot. <laughs> I had sex with a cryptid and lived. Situation. Oh no, this is something yes, yes. else. Ganged by the dogman comes up about twelve times on the first page. It's just someone's paid a lot for that SEO. Yeah, spread for bigfoot. Most for bigfoot. like basically, basically this whole part of the intro. I just want to pose you two questions, and I hope that you can answer them to me. A, what kind of person sits and writes <laughs> cryptid erotica and then sells it on Amazon? And then the other question: Who fucking buys, <laughs> buys cryptid it? erotica? I, mean, I think from the, Amazon. I think the big question is who is buying
0: that? Because if people are buying it, someone will make it. I would if I if I thought I could sell it. In fact, I may try my hand yeah, at it because I may write some cryptid crypt, cryptid erotica and see if I can flog it. Because if people are buying it, I'll fucking
1: sell it to a mate. I've been told by about have different girls in the past 18 months that I should take up writing erotica because <laughs> they would pay for it. I don't think I could write cryptid erotica. I think that there's be just a no part far. of me that would have any uh, any joy in writing, like, you know, ganged by the dogman.
0: I, I struggle to keep humor out of my writing. Yeah. So I, and that generally doesn't work well with, especially, I mean, you, 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 no, you, you can laugh a going into bed. You You can. But or a guy? <laughs> yeah, you have you've not read my writing. <laughs> um you, you you cross a threshold where it becomes just you you cross into the ridiculous. Yeah. When you're talking about how good Bigfoot or the fucking Mothman is in bed, my brain just goes to a completely different place, <laughs> place and I want to start writing like Terry Pratchett style. Yeah. sardonic humour about it and it's that's not what people are paying hard, for they want to... yeah it's
1: hard to keep it hot. and watched,
0: i watched a documentary on this <coughs> many just, moons ago about
1: really there's a documentary about not, not, about, not about
0: cryptic erotica but uh, about writing erotica yeah and they did the, one of the authors uh, they had on there she described it as she said you have to bear in mind you're writing for the one-handed reader yeah and i was like "Ha!" Huh, yeah you i would have that in my head the entire time, you know that there's someone sat there with my book open, reading it, reading how I'm writing. The dog man is railing them, and that my brain would just shut down at that point yeah. because.
1: <laughs> the only reason that I've impressed people in the past is because, you know, I'm quite savvy. I, <laughs> I ask enough questions that I can then write it yeah. specifically for them. Right, I'm not sure. And the reason that stops me from making having like a second income of like <laughs> erotic stories is that I'm not sure I could write something universal enough that everybody yeah. would, you know, would need to read one handed. Yes. So that stops me. But maybe that's, that's what touching that's should what do. That's what touching
0: should do. We should write the touching imprint. We're just making writing
1: erotica under pen under, names. Under pen names. <clears throat> under pen. Obviously, we don't want to did it as touching,
0: stuff. everyone would know because there's only two fucking people involved.
1: Uh, we'll just blame Will. We'll, we'll do just it as blame will. Will.
0: well. We'll it's all Will.
1: Written by Will. We won't We'll just put unnecessary
0: large spaces between all the words
1: <laughs> and insult people with big noses. <laughs> his big nose was big. She sat on his face and rode his big nose
0: to completion because everyone loves a bitch. Ah. I was just trying to think back to what he said last week. Yeah hard <laughs> i repressed all memory, but... <laughs> you only had to listen to it once i had to go back and edit those fucking things into the episode
1: no i listened to it on the day i listened to it when i listened back to the episode if yeah, you enjoy that sort of thing yeah, especially when he it. whispered to you oh, yeah, i, loved that. <laughs> I it was it was quite good it was at the end because i was finding it really hard to hide my chubby made my skin crawl i had to go and have a shower oh you me. were just fucking jealous because he wasn't whispering to you well never
0: ever whisper to me like that okay if I get a fucking voice note from yeah. you next Wednesday, I swear to God.
1: I will be highly disappointed if he doesn't get <laughs> at least three whispering voice notes. I'll
0: come to your house and shit on you.
1: I'll be Do incredibly you know, that. disappointed if you don't send him a, a creepy whispering voice note every morning tell him you, when you wake up. Just so him, he has to wake call up. Call him, to him it. a
0: bad boy and just finish him off for fuck's sake.
1: <laughs> go go, you bad little slut. <laughs> that's a good little slot now you make Rooney really uncomfortable (laughs) this is making me
2: really uncomfortable
0: okay Jesus I've got to listen back to this and edit it I don't need that in my ears and I'm going to have to put my headphones on for this in case fucking Cody walks past
1: oh my god I knew I should have just stuck to I should have done book reviews another week (laughs) the Roxanne is going to be jealous of Will (laughs) right we watched a
0: film we did um, as I mentioned to you earlier, I seem to have lost half
1: my trivia. That's all right, because we've been going for, what, four <laughs> we've been, hours We've already. been going for nearly an hour and a half already. Um, I panicked. Uh, I, I didn't have enough <laughs> for the intro, so then I bought enough, and it turns out that... You just kept triggering me. This was the best intro we've done in ages, because you actually... <laughs> Professor Rooney showed up. It
0: was it was stuff I could engage with.
1: Professor proselytizer. Proselytizer. <laughs> preaching m- preacher pants. Didn't we say we were going to preach? No, because that's negative. Mm. Are we not preaching? preaching? When are we... No, well, got God? To... whenever you accuse someone of preaching, it's never well done you were preaching, it's always stop fucking preaching. Stop preaching. So there's a negative connotation. Stop preaching. You fucked the choir boy before the the sermon, you yeah. can't preach. Listen, if you're going to use holy water as lube, it just doesn't You're going to have to deal up. with the consequences of you're that. You're going to get friction burns. And did that did that child
0: have lunch yesterday? Well, that's why you shit on your dick.
1: So you're going to jam his mouth full of the body of Christ just so no one can hear him scream. <laughs> You're going to have to deal with the consequences. God can't protect you from everything. He's fictional.
0: (laughs) Wow, that devolved quickly.
1: Anyway. (laughs) Let's talk about another god. Let's talk about a different god. (laughs) Um, This one is far more fun. Do You want to tell the people what we watched? This week, ladies and gentlemen, we watched... Dun-dun-dun... Four... So you already knew that you already knew that because it's you know, like actually on the artwork, episode. and, and yeah, yeah, it tells you.
0: Um, anyway, <laughs> we have some trivia. So, Thor was released on the 6th of May 2011.
1: No, I really thought all these Marvel films were much early, I right earlier, yeah. yeah. No, 2011, well, obviously, ah, it's the third one in like the MCU, ago.
0: yeah. Directed, I didn't know this, by Sir Kenneth Branner,
1: I knew it at one point and then I completely forgot yeah. because I saw it when, we were, when I watched a film last night and I was like oh yeah that's right
2: yeah
1: amazing well,
0: something bugs me there were two sirs in this film and neither one of them gets neither of them get it in the credits, credits No, that really bugs me it probably doesn't bother them were they sirs at the time though uh, yeah Kenneth Branagh was I'm fairly certain he's been a sir for fucking ever uh, same with Anthony Hopkins I'm fairly certain yeah, yeah. and I could look that up yeah. in fact let's look that up
1: yeah we, we have the internet right in front of we us. We do,
0: yeah. Uh, You're a pretty fast right, typer. Branagh first. That's the Haysville. No, I was going to say. But the internet knows what I'm talking
1: about. Yeah.
0: Kenneth Branagh, there we go. When was he knighted? Mm-hmm. Oh, beg on. Awards and honours.
1: Uh, oh, AFL yeah, was an honours, man.
0: He was pointing bachelor in the in oh, 2012.
1: Oh, so after ons. this. Yeah, so
0: yeah. it was after this. Uh, and then the other one, actually... Spelled it
2: correctly. <laughs> uh,
0: uh Awards, honours, and legacy. Hopkins was appointed the CBE in 1987 and was yeah. knighted by Queen Elizabeth II for services to the arts at Buckingham Palace in 1993. So oh, he's so he been,
1: been a sir forever. Oh, so I So it's only him there, Half of it, right?
0: Yeah. But anyway, it was directed by Sir uh, Kenneth Branagh which I didn't know, and I was like, wow, that came out now!" because that's a name I haven't heard yeah, in years. Forever. Yeah. Uh Story by J. Michael Straczynski and Mike Protosevich. I only mention that because J. Michael Straczynski created a seminal sci-fi series, Babylon 5, oh. and also wrote a lot of the episodes for the Real Ghostbusters. Oh. He wrote a lot around that, around sort of like late 80s, early 90s. He was everywhere spitting out episodes for all sorts of stuff. Was he? Very prolific writer at the time. i yeah. never heard of him before. J. Michaels, well, I suppose Ghostbusters and Babylon 5, not really, not really your really bag. bag. No. no. Um, based on a character created by Stanley, Larry Lieber, and Jack Kirby, obviously. Yeah. Had a budget
1: of. Hang long- on. Hello. Stanley's not Stanley's real name. Isn't he Stan Lieberwitz? What's his other guy named Lieber.
0: Uh, yeah, Larry Lieber.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, first I in my head, I'm like, what well, are they, brothers? But then like, no. Lieber and Lieberwitz are not the same name. They are very much not. No. Um, Move on. A budget of
0: 150 million US dollars,
1: mm, which seems about right. It seems about right, but... It's mostly CG. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: at the box office... Four hundred and forty-nine point three million US dollars. So what? Just
1: slightly under four hundred million.
0: Yeah, it's not, not a bad, bad return it's on not investment. Not a bad
1: return at all. Uh,
0: starring Chris Hemsworth, Natalie Portman, Tom Hiddleston, Stellan Skarsgård, Colin Fior, Idris Elba, Kat Dennings, Rene Russo, and Sir Anthony Hopkins.
1: A lot of well-known names for a film where you're not sitting there going, huh, I, know "I know that person, I know that person, I know that person." But a lot
0: of them, this film shot them shot through them the roof to the to
1: mega stardom.
0: They were they were well-known actors. I mean, Chris well, Natalie Portman.
1: Oh, Natalie Portman's coming off the back of Star Wars, isn't yeah. So was. everyone knew her.
0: Stellan Skarsgård's been around. Obviously, yeah. we, we spoke about him the other week in Pirates of the Caribbean.
1: But Kat Dennings probably be off, off of the back nowhere. of this. <laughs>
0: You know, She'd only been in that like, two point girls or whatever it's yeah.
1: um, Who else? Let's go for oh, Chris Hemsworth. What Chris Hemsworth you? was like home and away. Home and away. Yeah. yeah before this, this really Tom put him on the map. Yeah. Put him on the map. Put him on the
0: map. Uh, Colm Colin Fiori. I don't Fiore? know who that is. So. Neither do I. I was hoping you would. No. <laughs> Idris Elba. Yeah. This was the off one. Of ITV. <laughs> come off of,
1: what Luther?
0: <clears throat> I think He'd this done was before Luther, Was it? it? I think so. Yeah.
1: Ah, oh, didn't know Luther's that. a relatively recent. Show well, no, there was they they've done new luthers recently. I think but there but that's was Lucifer, the original. Oh, Lucifer, which is a different one. Oh, okay, yeah, but yeah, he was relatively unknown yeah. before this. Uh, Rene Russo, yeah.
0: everyone knows Ren- if you watched, uh, if you watched a film in the 90s, you know Rene yeah. Russo. Um, and obviously, Sir Anthony Hopkins is a big name. Yeah, I still can't quite get my head around the fact they've got Sir Anthony Hopkins. He's in a Marvel film. Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay, he plays Odin, but he's in a fucking comic book movie and it he blows is, my mind every time.
1: You don't because of the beard, the hair, yeah. the, the, like, the, I want to say outfit, but, you know, yeah. that's not, the work, because right?
0: of the, the, the yeah because of the costume and everything costume, else yeah. he doesn't look like Sir he, Anthony Hopkins. he doesn't like he until wasn't he until then
1: when I saw the credits I was like oh so it was him
0: oh that no, soon as he opened his mouth oh, he's got okay. a very distinct voice I don't know I've only ever
1: really seen him in silence on the land uh, I've never seen silence on the land oh such a good film I've seen bits well, of it but I think it's such a good film you probably won't like that. I probably wouldn't
0: no, no. um when Chris Hemsworth and Sir Anthony Hopkins saw each other in full armour for the first time, Hopkins said, God, there's no acting required here, is there? <laughs>
1: <laughs> like we've said it before, but it must make it so much easier yeah. when to act a certain character when you're when dressed. When you do that, like- and it just that is
0: so much of the character. Yeah. It's
1: physicality right
0: there. Uh, the final choice for the role of Thor came down to brothers Chris Hemsworth and Liam Hemsworth. Ah. So it could have gone either way. That
1: must be so frustrating for poor old Liam. Yeah. He's just like, fuck's sake. He is now four in the Marvel Universe. Apparently
0: going into it, between the two of them, they thought Liam was going to get it. And Chris was very supportive of him getting the role. But yeah, in the final decision
1: i got a note here that basically says Chris Hemsworth was born to born play to for. to play that
0: role. Yeah. yeah, he is so good at it.
1: And let's be fair, Liam Hemsworth didn't really miss out too much because he got to go be a major player in the Hunger Games franchise.
0: Did he? Yeah.
1: Uh, Hunger Games Hunger is Games. really good.
0: I read the first one, and I was like, eh. You read it? I read
1: it. I I, I did. Have... <laughs> no, I know, but... <laughs> When everyone oh, was losing have...
0: their minds about it, Amy was reading them. So once you finished, I was going to say I, I thought that was like, like
1: eh. I thought it was like a teenage girl book. It
0: I mean, is. Oh, it's a teenage girl film. That's about a teenage girl book.
1: <laughs> the films, the film. I I really enjoyed the very first film. I've seen it about four times now because mm. I enjoyed it so much. As much as it is battle royale for teenage girls, yeah, I really <laughs> like it. I'm not sure I could read the book though. Like two hours of a film is fine. Yeah. Putting in all them hours. Easy, it to was read the easy books. to read the I was like, I never need
0: to read it. this again or any of the others.
1: Okay, well I'm
0: putting <laughs> on a hundred games on my list.
1: The first one anyway, because it's really good.
0: Um where is it? According to director Sir Kenneth Branner, the closing credit sequence was based on images from the Hubble Space Telescope and took 18 months to create.
1: It's the Hubble. It's
0: the, telescope. the Hubble telescope. <laughs> 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 um Sir Branner asked Sir Anthony Hopkins to improvise his reaction to Thor's yelling at him in the banishment scene. Oh, yeah. Hopkins agreed, and when the scene was filmed, many of the cast and crew present were sobbing. Chris Hemsworth and Tim H- Tom Hiddleston later said they had to struggle to keep their composure during the filming of that scene. Oh, really? No. So, yeah, yeah uh, what's-his-name's whole bit, Odin's whole thing there, yeah. after Thor shouts at him. Is entirely improvised. Oh, that's awesome. And it's like, God damn, I was watching it. I obviously knew that in advance. Yeah. He got to that scene last night and I was like, that's Fuck fucking flawless. Yeah. That, that is why he gets the oh, big money. That's why he's a sir. That, yeah, that's why he's a yeah. sir. That's why everyone knows Anthony Hopkins because yeah. he's a fucking ledge. So, uh, you know, so Anthony, your people, talk to our people.
1: We'll oh, get yeah. you on here. We promise we would do a feel free, non-abusive, non-offensive <laughs> Vanilla Tajik, if you would come I, I would cut on Reggie's
0: it. left arm off for you to come on this episode, on this podcast. I don't need a left arm. <laughs>
1: exactly. See,
0: I figured you'd be on, on board. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> executive producer Stan Lee claimed he's all, he'd always wanted to play Odin, but was happy with Sir Anthony Hopkins' casting and performance in the role. Probably because Stan Lee was, like, about a million at this point. Yeah,
1: plus, he doesn't really have the... Uh gravitas not that the physical
0: yeah he doesn't have the presence yeah. to be Odin Odin <laughs> Odin is a them. shuffling old man in carpet slippers. Yeah. it's subtly different from what we get although I will say about Stanley I really enjoyed his cameo his, his little time. cameo you can see his truck afterwards when they're eating breakfast yeah it drives past with the whole back end yeah. missing um, Tom Hiddleston prepared for the role by going on a strict diet before and throughout filming so that Loki would have a lean but hungry visage. He also trained in the Brazilian martial art of I can't pronounce this Capoeira. C A P O E I R A. Capira, Capoeira. Capira
1: Capoeira, Capira. Capira,
0: capoeira, we'll capoeira. Capoeira. there we go. We trained in that. Okay. <laughs> uh to prepare for the role of Thor. Chris, Hem- Chris Hemsworth put on a massive amount of build and weight through a six month regimen of trips to the gym and indulging in a massive diet of eggs, chicken, sandwiches, vegetables, brown rice, steak, and protein drinks. It's all
1: right, all right for some.
0: It's all it? right for yeah. some,
1: yeah. You're getting paid to eat like You're a fucking. Pay to eat, but then
0: paid to go down the gym yeah. and get ripped. Uh, to prepare for the role of Heimdall, Idris Elba read the Thor comics, where Heimdall was featured prominently. He's a very central character, and I wanted to reflect him as he is in the comic books.
1: Fair enough. I like Idris. I've got a lot of time for him.
0: Yeah, so do I, actually. Uh, so Ant-
1: Idris for Bond. Idris Come for on, Bond.
0: <laughs> I thought Liz Truss was going to play Bond now. <laughs> uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins signed on as Odin despite never having read a Thor comic nor knowing anything about the Thor mythology. Wow. It was the concept of the father and son relationship that intrigued him about the role. Yeah, I've got some notes about that later mm. uh, When Tom Hiddleston learned he was going to be in this movie, he was in, and we'd quote, a grisly pub in North London and caused an uproar there by screaming out loud. Hiddleston described his role of Loki as a comic book but nastier version of King Lear's Edmund. In the William Shakespeare play, Edmund was the illegitimate son of the Earl of Gloucester who was jealous of his legitimate brother, Edgar, and tricked his father into banishing him into exile. And it's like, no, yeah, that's basically the plot of this film. (laughs) Uh, So Kenneth had been a fan of Thor since childhood. When Marvel Studios selected him as the director, they sent him the complete collection of the Marvel Thor comic series as reference material for the character.
1: That's got to have been a big box. Yeah, I I expected you to finish that with... And he sent it back because he already had it. Because he already
0: had it. I mean, he probably did, but now he gets (laughs) to keep some in in mint condition. (laughs) Now he gets to
1: eBay it and get more money. (laughs) Uh,
0: An entire town was constructed in Galisteo, New Mexico, to serve as the fictional location for this movie. That shows. Oh, absolutely. That town does not look real. It doesn't. The camera doesn't leave that main street for any shot that's in that town. And it kind of,
1: yeah. I kind of looked at it like, as much as I probably wouldn't want to live right out there in the middle of nowhere and it's such a small town, it's part of me that kind of wants to live in that town. As much as I know eventually I would hate it. There's part of it that's like, it looks like such a nice, quaint, old-fashioned I, I love
0: how there's, there's far more people yeah. seen in the town than there are buildings yeah. for them to be in, which is why they, they get creative with the shots. Yeah. So they only ever show that main street from street level, yeah. looking up at the building, so you can't see there's nothing behind them, and you only ever get that shot from what looks like an old car dealership where they're set up.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 the Smith. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, And they have that angle going down towards the the crater. Well, not the crater, where where the the, the destroyer arrives and what have you. Yeah, and you get that, and it's very carefully (laughs) cropped
2: halfway through the buildings
0: either side. Um, The artifacts seen in the Asgard weapons vault are of various mystical objects seen in the Marvel comics. They are, in chronological appearance, the tuning fork, a device that can summon monsters, the tablet of life and time, which is a slab that can extend one's lifetime. The Warlock's Eye, which is an artifact that can control people's minds. The Eternal Flame, a mystical fire that cannot be extinguished and played a major role in Thor Ragnarok. Um, The Casket of Ancient Winters, an enchanted container filled with the frosty winds, which obviously is the the ice giant's whole bag. Uh, And the Infinity Gauntlet, a glove encrusted with six reality-bending jewels. As later on in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Thanos had started to, to construct the Infinity Gauntlet, Thor Ragnarok fixed this inconsistency by having Hella claim that the Gauntlet and some of the items in the vault were fakes. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's a fairly... They're like, oh, look, Infinity Gauntlet, we know that! And then it's like, no, wait. Uh, we had to rewrite the timeline a little bit. Uh, retcon! <laughs> retcon all the things.
1: I'm surprised that Kevin Feige made such a... Such a glaring error. How much a mistake, considering yeah. that, like he is the man that plotted Iron Man through to endgame. He may not have written the scripts, but he was the man behind. Yeah, he had the plot. We're plan, doing right? this all, oh, we're doing we're introducing his characters. This is the major plan. There's something like that to go over. <laughs> I guess he was probably stressed at this point yeah. early on, still trying to prove that he can do I it. I think at this point,
0: some bits of it, like when Thanos would appear and yeah. his whole time, they were still fluid. Yeah. So maybe in the draft they had at the time, it was fine. You know, Thanos was going to steal it from Asgard oh. or something, or Loki was going to steal it from Asgard. Uh, and a body count 146 plus one giant ice monster and
1: one destroyer. I can't. They've all... Uh, yeah. Because I... Because... I, yeah. pulled the back. You have to had to look this up. I had to look this up because... While I was waiting to My document
0: seems to have lost half of my bloody trivia. I still so I can't
1: get my head around 146.
0: they have got to be in that initial fight scene.
1: Yeah, oh, no. The war at the beginning. The war at the beginning. With Odin. And then yeah. when he go... When Thor first where goes Thor to goes to Jotunheim.
0: Um... And And then then there's a couple more that die in the vault and some other guards and odds and sods. But yeah, yeah, it's got to be from that main one. The big bulk comes from that war scene at the beginning.
1: I've got two notes to kick off the beginning of this film. Okay. And they're not necessarily notes directly with the film. They're more about Norse mythology. Okay. By 965 AD, a lot of Vikings slash Norse people had actually taken up Christianity. They had. And no longer (laughs) believed in the old gods. So the beginning of this film is. It's bullshit. (laughs) And then we got Boo. We all know Odin didn't lose his eye fighting ice giants. We do. He lost it at the Tree of Life in exchange for great wisdom. So why didn't he just always have one eye? Like if if from the second we see him in the first shot of the film, he already had one eye. Yeah, no,
0: yeah, it's an odd stylistic choice. It is an
1: odd stylistic choice to kind of rewrite actual real Norse mythology.
0: Yeah unnecessarily unnecessarily it doesn't play any part in the film it's just yeah <laughs> yeah that's a good point i i tried very hard to steer away because obviously yeah, we know quite too. a bit of norse mythology yeah. because we did a whole episode on the retelling of norse mythology um i steered away from that i kept thinking oh well that's not and i was like no nobody yeah. cares yeah
1: me too like um I, you- at the beginning i was just like well, my first two notes are about how this isn't true to real norse mythology I can't keep writing notes like this, so it, I tried to. What were ravens
0: from? called? H- Hugin and Munin, Munin, yeah. and Munin. Oh, I can't remember something like that. Which was wisdom and knowledge for yeah. their names. In the notes for this, I had a note about this in my trivia um, about some of the things they did around Odin, and it mentioned the ravens. I was looking out for the ravens. I don't see them. I, I don't see them. No. They're not there. So that just seemed really odd that it was mentioned specifically in the trivia for it, but. They're not actually. I think,
1: obviously, a lot. This film is based on like Marvel comics for mythology. Yeah, not actual Norse mythology. mythology. I just feel they missed their trick by actually weaving some real Norse mythology in. Yeah, like where's Freya? Where's all the other like people that are in (laughs) the all the others? Yeah, Yeah. and in in. Uh, Why does Loki not fuck any kind of animal in this film whatsoever?
0: <laughs> Nobody fucks any animals. I know, right? Nobody fucks anyone or anything. Um, <laughs> I mean, in their mythology, obviously, uh, it what's his name that makes mjolnir? Yeah, Odin made mjolnir rather than from a dying star, rather and than the the dwarves, the dwarves, the yeah. dwarven brothers that they go to. I was going to say something. I had a point there, and I can't remember what it was. Okay, um,
1: Asgard looks awesome. Simple, straightforward. Looks good.
0: Massively over the top and always shiny.
1: Good. It seems to be yeah. trapped permanently it's in the golden like hour. Episode one. It got some
0: very strong Chorus yeah. and voy- vibes, hasn't it? Yes, and uh,
1: Naboo vibes, where everything is just absolutely everything perfect. just looks
0: brilliant. Yeah. Uh, the war between the Asgardians and the Frost Giants—that's a film I want to see. Yeah, I would pay good money to see Odin kicking ass with oh, the fucking against the Frost yeah. Giants and the Asgardians doing something other.
1: Because the only time we really see them is He's in cult when he's about to. Well, not cult, cult, but like yeah, we the see royal cult. a few
0: guards. We get that little glimpse at the beginning of their of their army, yeah, and then from then on, the Asgardians basically become refugees and get their asses kicked. Yeah. And it's like they brought peace to the nine realms. We're told this right at the start of of Thor that they went through and they they beat all these bad guys. And then in fucking uh Thor Dark World,
2: yeah,
0: it's like you know yeah they trapped all the dark elves there as well because they were so kick ass. And then every time we see them, they just die. Yeah. It's like, come on, guys. I want to see the Asgardians being kick-ass, being awesome. Oh, me Not- too.
1: I want, to, I want to see
0: some real Viking. Characters. Oh, yeah. I want to see some proper shiny space Vikings yeah, kicking ass. Not uh, what
1: we get. Did you see the size of that cheese board? So I guess this is why... <laughs> Well, the, the guy from the Warrior 3, like, he smashed that table over. Yeah, and he's just sitting there And he picks up that he... <laughs> huge cheese board and just walks over and puts it down. <laughs> I was like, oh, me and Roxanne and
0: Ash
1: would all cream over that. Those
0: That little, his little, I think I referred to them as his merry little band repeatedly yeah. throughout my notes. Uh, they are some of my favourite things in yeah. this film. And I'm gutted. that Don't they get killed off in the next film or something? Oh, I can't remember
1: what I know about Fall of the Dark World is most people hate it. Yes. I've seen it.
0: It wasn't can't very good. I really remember. Um, but I didn't like this film I actually, the first time I watched it.
1: I actually got this and that confused, I think. At the end of that film, they're in London, right? There's a big fight in yes. London. In my memory, that happens at the end of this film. Ah, uh, no. So I was waiting for that, and then it doesn't happen. I was like, oh, no. This one is very
0: much... Come. It's... I always think of it in in like uh syndicated T V show terms that this is pilot. It's an episode in a bottle.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, it yeah, takes yeah.
0: place. You've got like you've got the soundstage for Asgard. Yeah. Um you've, you've got, got, got the, the fake town yeah. and you've got the bits out in a the desert. desert yeah. And that's basically it, you know, the, the the CG bits and then that's it. And it's very, very all very a local, self-contained
1: story. Yeah.
0: It's not like, like some of the films where they're jetting off, they go to fucking Monaco and back to Stark Towers and to Malibu and all that.
1: Oh no, this is this very, is very. Much this, like,
0: is, this is almost like actually what you said earlier is very much like a pilot. It's yeah. kind of like we're going to keep it simple. It's only got a budget of 150 million, which you know we've seen much bigger budgets for you know, much smaller which films
1: compared to like I don't know, say Red State, is an incredible budget, yeah. but compared to say Endgame...
0: Game, yeah. Iron Man 3, even Iron Man 2, you know, this is is a smaller budget. It's a smaller scale film, um, which is really weird because this isn't the first film in the the, the MCU. This is the third and we've already, it's the first Thor film. And I think introducing Thor at this point was quite a bold choice. I think, oh, I think starting with Iron Man,
1: a C-list, what what was a Uh, C-list?
0: Iron Man used to be my favourite superhero. So I was all in favour of starting with Iron Man.
1: But in the general public, Iron Man was like a C-list kind of a character. But I feel like that is a trick they did quite well. And, you know, whenever we do any more MCU films, we'll see if I'm right. But every time they go back to an origin story for a character, whatever world they've built instantly becomes small again.
0: Yeah, they, sca- then, they zoom right back in. They scale it right back down.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like <coughs> uh, dynamics. It's like every time it gets big, they go small again. Small again, yeah. So yeah. they can grow and then go small again. Yeah. And I think that's possibly the problem with what we're seeing now with Marvel is they're going small again, but with characters that no one has ever heard of or cared about.
0: I find that they, they, they go small again, but it's ridiculous because you're going small and trying to tell a very small story focused around someone becoming a superhero in a world that's already full, of, full superheroes, of superheroes. yeah. So you can't pull the same shit. They're all telling PG-13 versions of the... Um, what is that? Oh, with Big Daddy and Hit Girl. Oh, Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass. Yeah. They're telling a PG-13 version of the Kick-Ass storyline yeah. over on repeat. But that doesn't work because no. the world knows about superheroes yeah. and super geniuses and, you know... Everyone was there for Endgame. Everyone got clicked. It just doesn't... Yeah, but that, that's that's the later phases. I,
1: I'm going to skip to one of my l- later notes because we're on the subject now. <laughs> when the Destroyer turns up out of nowhere, <laughs> where the fuck is Iron Man? <laughs> yeah, what is Stark because doing at this point in time? We've already established at the end of Iron Man 2 that this, this basically story kicks off as that's everything, yeah. right? So by that point, Stark is recovered from the end of Iron Man 2. Yeah. Whatever is that going on, he's fine. But in the first two Iron Man films, we've established that anything happens anywhere in the world, the computer tells him, he puts the suit on, he goes and fights and he finds goes and it. deals with it. Yet this time, S.H.I.E.L.D. are there as well. S.H.I.E.L.D. could give him a call. But yeah. no one does. The Iron Man, Man does. never shows up.
0: Iron Man never shows up. We do get Hawkeye, who yes. gets the lowest of low-key introductions of anybody. I have a question. I've got
1: another note I'm going to burn now. Um, why doesn't he call him Hawkeye? Is it because they want to make it a real subtle Easter egg of who he actually is mm. and who he's going to become? Or did they not know? I think
0: filmmaking choice, it's a filmmaking choice that they, they're they giving him that subtle entry yeah. because he's, never, he's not an A-string no. Avenger, let's face it. Despite the fact he's on the posters of everyone else, he's a much he's a second string character to yeah. people like the Hulk and, and Iron Man. Yeah, um, I think in universe it's because at that point in time he's not a superhero; he's working. He's yeah. a shield agent. He's not Hulk.
1: Yeah, but I was assumed Hulk Hawkeye is his code name.
0: It, maybe it would be, but his real name is Clint, Clint Barton. Yeah. So you know Colson, you get the impression from the fact that. Uh, he refers to Colson as Colson yeah. rather than, yeah, he sir. calls him sir at one point and then just says, oh, you know. And then he starts getting like... He just gets far more casual jokes. about yeah. it. Um, you get the impression that they know each other already. Yeah. So, yeah, he wouldn't call him Hawkeye. Hawkeye is kind of his superhero yeah. persona. Okay. And at this point, he's just a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. I just
1: assumed it was one of their moments. They put it in there for real comic book fans to go, hang on, he called him Clint. That's Fucking Hawkeye. Fucking Hawkeye. is exactly what I
0: did watching this. Everyone else go, huh? Who's that guy? That's cool. Is he good? Is that cool? Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. He appears. He's on screen for about two minutes. And then we don't see him anymore.
1: Um, Big up, Idris Elba. We've already said that. Uh, Remember a couple of weeks ago, I told you about that about 15 years ago, all the neo Nazis in America were moving away from their (laughs) Christian (laughs) identity as their religion of choice in favor of Odinism. With that in mind, it fills my heart with joy knowing that they won't be able to fully embrace this film due to the diversity
0: yeah. in Asgard. <laughs> way too much diversity yeah. for them. Yeah, way too much diversity for Lord of the Rings fans, apparently. Oh, really? you ever seen the Amazon... I, 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 you get a small rant here.
1: I know... All I know is that in order for Amazon... Even though they paid 200 plus million for the yeah. rights, in order for them to be able to do it, they couldn't tell any actual Lord of the Rings stories yeah. or use any characters. They got
0: they got the rights for the names, like for the, the Rings of Power and yeah. the, the key characters and the nations and stuff like that, and they got the right to make a series on it, but they didn't get the rights to use any written or previously yeah. produced content. So although this is set in the later era of the Silmarillion, around the War of the the, the Rings, they can't actually use any of the yeah. content from that. So they've had to go and... Write a completely yeah. story. It looks like it'll be interesting. But people but are
1: angry because...
0: People are angry because of else, the... Not
1: all the elves are white.
0: Yeah. Oh, really? Basically, yeah. There's there's too many black people in their Lord of the Rings. It's also worth noting at this point that Tolkien
1: never specified the colour no. of the elves or anybody else's skin. I've, I've read them all. I never once read any point where he was like, everyone that lives on Middle Earth is white. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously he assumed they would be white because yeah. at the
0: time this was written in the 40s where everyone he was seeing on a day-to-day basis was white, was white yeah. but it was never specified. No. So they could be any... Fuck- oh, for fuck's sake, they're elves. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're arguing about the colour of someone's skin in a place that has actual trolls. I was
1: kind of like <laughs> w- watching this film, not this time around, but when it first came out, and uh-huh. I remember thinking, huh, there's a black guy and an Asian guy in Viking society. In Viking society. <laughs> but that was it. Yeah. Like, I noticed it because I was expecting it to be. I was like, if you've ever got the chance to go and just make an all white production, it's going to be when you're telling the story about About Vikings. About
0: fucking Vikings. Because they were all white.
1: (laughs) Or, like, a a, um, what do they call it when you said it in a certain time? Period piece. Period piece. Telling the period piece, then it's only rightly you're true to the period, right? So you can tell that story. That makes sense. But if you're going to do something modern-day, then, you know, be diverse, because why not? Well, because society is diverse. And everyone wants to see themselves on screen. Yeah. I was quite happy that they didn't take that route this and made it far more diverse. But at the same time, I have no idea why people were angry about Lord of the Rings. Is it because Peter Jackson's films were mainly white, and so people held on to them?
0: Peter Jackson's films... uh... It was it was interesting because these days Peter Jackson's original Lord of the Rings trilogy held up as masterpieces of cinema absolutely and right. how books should be made into films. But at the
1: time they were at the time so people much. fucking hated them.
0: Yeah. You know, uh long term uh Tolkien fans hated what they were seeing. All the pre-release when they came out, yeah, people tended started to soften
1: to them. Yeah.
0: But all the pre-release stuff, people fucking hated it. I
1: oh, remember a massive backlash to the fact that I can't I think it's the second film. It just ends abruptly like yeah. with them walking over a hill Yeah, and people were like well where's the three where's the finale to what's going on and it's like you got to bear with them this is the second of a trilogy this is the second yeah. of a trilogy you've got a whole other film These coming things up, are gonna like two and, happen. and a half hours long probably man. the first time I'd ever seen it in a film and it kind of I was just like oh hang on this is hang weird on, what? but I never really had a problem with it because I was always like we'll see we'll see when the f- third film comes yeah. out if it all works as one big piece of art, then it all works. It, you don't necessarily have to you can't, follow the yeah, rules. You
0: can't judge the whole based on two-thirds yeah. of it, uh, especially if one of those is the middle part, yeah. because it is. it picks up a story, it continues that story. It's not going to finish it no. because the story's not finished yet.
1: I mean, you, Empire does it because Empire has an emotional yeah. finale. Whether it's not a finale to the story there is an emotional finale where something happens at the end, which then sets up what goes on. They never really, if I remember right, it's been years since I've watched them, but it always kind of felt like they'd done something. And then they were just walking over a hill and it was like credits. Yeah. Yeah. That could just be me. back. My biggest
0: beef with the Lord of the Rings films is that they omitted Tom Bombadil. And I really wanted to see Tom Bombadil on screen. It's
1: irritating as it is that they forego true Norse mythology early in the film. I do appreciate the fact that Loki is true to the character of myth. Oh yeah, it's Loki that sets everything. Yes, he's As behind in, all nearly of it. every Norse story. It's like
0: <laughs> uh, this has got to be something. The, the whole reason all the gods die is because Loki. Yeah. Uh, the Rainbow Bridge Room machine thing, the yes. little spinny projector thing, looks more like something from Spelljammer than Norse mythology. I don't know what
1: Spelljammer is, but to me, it looked like a. Um, where would you have a telescope? What would that play? Oh, like an observatory. An yeah, observatory. Yeah, that would make yeah. sense. Spelljammer
0: is, is basically Dungeons and Dragons oh, in know. space with magicians. Awesome. Yeah. Um, it's getting a big re-release when I came out in the 70s. It's oh, getting okay. a big re-release later this year. And that just looks like, because it's that blending of technology yeah. and magic, which is the whole Asgard thing. Yeah. but. With the sort of steampunk-esque yeah, elements yeah. to it,
1: Absolutely, yeah, that's yeah. just what it reminds me of. During the scene where the group is gathered around the crash site to try and lift the hammer, <laughs> I really wanted to write typical Americans, but the truth is, us British would do the same. That
0: just reminds me Barbecues, of barbecue, uh, more fork, and yeah.
1: <laughs> <does> <laughs> everyone like, so i go. I mean, it is as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, this is just king Arthur the sword and the stone, right?
0: <laughs> All you needed was dibbler to sharpen yeah. rats on a stick and fucking some of the watchmen trying fucking knobby knobs trying to steal the hammer
1: um, it is uh, like that scene is essentially sword in the stone yeah like, it's the king Arthur story.
0: yeah we well, have got one queuing up to yeah. try and pull lift the, the hammer off of that stone yeah, yeah. uh Fandral is clearly modelled on, after Lord Flashart. yeah as <laughs> soon as he appears I'm like he seems familiar and then he starts laughing and doing offensive yeah. business I was like boom boom yeah.
1: Uh, Loki looks so young in this film oh he does they all look so young I was gonna go on to say as the MCU progresses Chris Hemsworth (laughs) ages into the character of Thor and looks the part more and more with every film
0: yeah he gets older and huskier and bigger
1: and his face kind of
0: like, it, it, I'm not saying he's got youthful freshness at the moment, and there's
1: like a little bit of youthful pudge in his yeah. face now. But by the time you get to like Endgame, his face chiseled, yes. he looks like a warrior. It looks like he could he's actually been
0: uh, through the mill, yeah. and he, he that shows With yeah. every
1: four film. He like more or less just takes on four, yeah, as he ages. And his hair
0: gets longer as well, yeah,
1: but definitely um tom hiddleston looks so young yeah he
0: looks it looks like i don't know how old he was in this but he looks like he's fucking like fresh into 19. his 20s or something yeah, yeah. yeah uh i love the fight scene on jotunheim yes but i wish it were a little bit lighter
1: yeah the, so you can the actually whole see, whole scene see is, what's going is kind on. of in
0: twilight and yeah. you're kind of like oh, someone's fighting but the frost giants are all like dark gray the scenery is all dark gray they've got a dark gray filter over everything so Aside from fucking Thor, you can't really see what anyone and and Loki uh, throwing things around. You can't really see
1: anything. I imagine that's possibly a design choice because it makes it easier to shoot. Because if you can't really see things properly, you don't have to spend them them extra two weeks learning the choreography of the fight scenes.
0: Um, We've all been there youthful hijinks have gotten you into trouble oh yeah and then a parent shows up to drag you back with your tail between yeah, your legs absolutely. when it turns up, i was just like oh god i'm i'm internally yeah. cringing because yeah. i've been right there oh yeah me
1: too <laughs> um one of my bugbears in media is that sometimes a character will be told something mind blown and would accept it immediately without an ounce of cynicism <laughs> i've been rewatching preacher this week okay it happens constantly. They're like, oh, yeah, by the way, God's missing. Or, oh, by the way, this happened. And everyone goes, huh, and just moves on. And it annoys the shit out of me. But um, I love how no one believes four is four until they get irrefutable proof in yes. the film. They all think he's just some It'll crazy, think he's crazy. Guy. And I love that. <laughs> I love that angle. Um,
0: hey, I recognize that, Crater. It's from that Marvel film that didn't have a filter glued to every camera on set. <laughs> that one we watched before. I didn't like this film when I first saw it. Yeah. I think coming off the back of the two Iron Man films, I had this this preconceived notion of what a Thor film was going to be like. Yeah. This wasn't it. It's I've got a note later on where I talk about this, where it's a very slow-paced film. Yeah. Um, and re-watching it, I enjoyed it much more this time than the first time, yeah. probably because I knew what to expect. But I did notice there isn't a single fucking shot in this film that isn't filtered to shit.
2: No. no, no, no <laughs> and true. it
0: annoys me because yeah. some of them are so Gorgeous. brazenly obvious and so over the top. There's like, okay, we need to make this look uh, this look, this look opulent. Okay, slap a yellow filter. Mm. So everything has got that yellow glaze. Okay, this is on Jotunheim. Everything has to be dark as fuck. Smoke up those lenses, boys. And it's there just are some scenes
1: that, like the one that comes to mind is right at the end when it's the three of them. Uh, eric darcy and jane and they're kind of looking up at the sky and it's shot and that is such a gorgeous scene yes the sun is just starting to rise in one corner you got the clouds you got them kind of their outlines yeah it is gorgeous but again there's the filter on it yeah that kind of takes away it it detracts. it it
0: almost mutes the scene and it's like that's not what i want from this film
1: i don't want it to be muted um I'd be way more annoyed than anybody at losing an iPod rather than all that equipment. So (laughs) I'm right there with you, Darcy. Right there with you.
0: Lol, she runs him over twice. Yeah. I'm assuming that's from in the car park at the hospital.
1: And then she, yeah. yeah, She runs him over in the storm and then she reverses 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 into him. him.
0: Um, The eye candy shot of Mr. Hemsworth. Oh, yeah.
1: This film is very devoid of eye candy. Oh, yeah. But there's no way he spent six months doing what he did. To not well, wander in, through one scene topless.
0: In the two Iron Man films we've seen, obviously I'm reviewing, reviewing the MCU as you know as far as we've got. Yeah. In those films, you have an awful lot of time with Robert Downey Jr. walking around topless and what have you.
1: But he's more it's more less about how he looks and more it's, about his career. It's less
0: obvious. They're not diet coke breaks. Yeah. But it's a constant theme that he's walking around with his ch- with his shirt off. Fair enough, I get that. you it's balanced. By Pepper Potts and later uh, Black Widow.
2: Yeah,
0: they don't walk around with their tops off. More's the pity. But they do walk around in pencil skirts, which we know oh. distract you oh, something yeah. chronic. Um, oh, yeah. So you've got a balance there. In this film, there are there's no f- no eye candy, no females set up as eye candy. Mm,
1: Lady Sif's pretty hot.
0: Lady Sif's pretty hot.
1: They never put her in a position. You're
0: never in that. She's always wearing armor. Her
1: armor is as sensible as her male. No female in this film is objectified for the male audience.
0: And you've got. I I can't imagine the restraint that took given the actresses they have in it. Kat Dennings, Natalie Portman, even René Russo. Uh, I don't know who plays Sif, but they are all beautiful women. Oh, yeah. And yet not a single shot objectifies them.
1: Kat Dennings has got some pretty huge um, cans, Can- <laughs> shall we say, in the parlance of the 80s. She's got some big ear pods. <laughs> but they go, you know, they almost go out of their way. To avoid shooting them. To dress her down yeah. as well and to make her. Her and Natalie Portman yeah. spend the
0: entire time looking like they've had to grab their clothes running out of a fucking uh, Oxfam store or something.
1: On that note, why do women love Loki so much? He is selfish, petty, and a bit of a shady cunt. He's smooth. He's, he's charming.
0: He's got the silver tongue. Yeah, but... And then they discover what he's, he's actually
1: He's selfish, like. petty...
0: Yeah, but that doesn't come across com. until you get to know him. Once you, If you meet yeah, him, but Tom Hiddleston's a very good-looking man.
1: I get that, right? But we're not talking about why people love for a third of the way... No, sorry, Loki, a third of the way into this film. <laughs> I'm talking about why do people love Loki today when they've seen the whole uh, of the MCU? They, because he's good-looking,
0: he's charming... He's, he's got the silver tongue, and he's a bad boy.
1: So it's true that women would accept you being a complete selfish, narcissistic cunt as long as you look good?
0: I couldn't comment. I don't know. I'm none of those things you just listed, so... Oh, I mean, thank you for saying I'm good-looking, but narcissistic, selfish? Me?!
1: Good-looking and narcissistic.
0: Good-looking narcissistic? I mean, oh, stop I it. I will i
1: you like you for What a horrifying... <laughs> to stab you. What a horrifying voicemail that must have been to receive. So I'm guessing... This is, <laughs> when she's calling me yeah, she's like, I did exactly what you told me not to. So if you don't hear from me in an yeah. hour, could you come look for my body? Sorry, bye. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh, actually. Yeah. That's the sort of thing I'd do. Do you want me to slow him down, or are you just going to send some more guys from to be <laughs> yeah
0: that's a great quote <laughs> one of the best things about Clint Barton is he kind of is almost an outside observer to him yeah, in all the films it, he appears yeah. on and he makes comments like that yeah. and observations throughout the series yeah. and it makes him very it humanises him us. he's us he is yeah he is, is the Joe Bloggs yeah watching he's the Mary Sue in there yeah, just yeah. like
1: watching everything
0: I mean you're just letting him beat it, up all just, your guys
1: yeah it's awesome
0: <laughs> um More people should talk like Thor slash the Asgardians, and and an example.
1: so so these are your chambers?
0: (laughs) Yes. This mortal form has grown weak. I require sustenance. Oh,
1: such a good line.
0: And I'm just like, fuck me. That's what I'm saying from now on. When I'm going to get lunch?
1: Oh oh, no, no, I got, I got one. And then what I'm going to be saying? Going forward, is it? Oh, we drank, we fought, we made his ancestors proud. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is how I would describe my nights out. This teacher.
0: is this is whenever yeah. we go on a bender. Yeah. Uh, mjeme, what's mjeme? That sounds like Amy trying to pronounce
1: Mjolnir. It sounds like me trying to pronounce mjeme. <laughs>
0: <laughs> pronounce what? Sorry.
1: I did that on purpose. Didn't I? Did you? Uh, wouldn't it be awesome to be so good looking and in shape that women become devoted to you, even though You're you've crazy. given them absolutely no reason to be? Yeah, yeah. that's the dream, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I want to be Chris Hemsworth. In 2022, if you saw Xena, Jackie Chan, and Robin Hood walking down the street, <laughs> you would just think, "Oh, look, cosplayers."
0: Yeah. Or where are the cameras? Yeah. <laughs> um. Remember when you needed a computer to send an email? <laughs> this yeah. is after they sat in the building. It's like I'll email one of my colleagues. Yeah, they took your laptop too, and it's like, but everyone has phones, yeah. right? With email. But then they were still taking. They were still talking about iPods. Yeah. So. Uh, At best, whilst Odin is still alive, Loki would be regent, not king, the cheeky little scamp. of course, yeah. (laughs) But obviously, there's no one there to stop him. No. Um, I love that Thor's merry little band are all different fantasy warrior archetypes. Absolutely. You've got a fierce female, the eastern warrior, the brute with an axe, and the fancy duelist. And it's like they are all classic from works of of uh, historical and high fantasy from across the ages, and they've just gone... We're going to have all of them and they're
1: going to hang out with Thor because we can. And they they do kind of point it out as well with the, uh, I've just seen Robin Hood, Jackie Jones, It's like, <laughs> it's obvious what they've done. Yeah. <laughs> and it works really, really well, yes. to be fair. And they, they I mean got very distinct styles. Again, by this point, I'd put aside my, like, where are they? Actual people from Norse mythology. <laughs> like, why are they not there in the court? Why is he the warriors free, not like some of the people we know? Some from of Nils the Nils other mythology. gods, yeah. But um, that may kind of lead it, that may make it too historical, so yeah. then people were like, well, you can't do this because can't you did Because like, they weren't
0: that type dark. of character and yeah. they wouldn't get beaten by the Destroyer because
1: they're a god, just like yes. Thor. So to just, to just make it a bunch of random Asgardians is actually really quite clever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we already saw the Destroyer take out three frost giants with three preci- precise shots and minimal fuss. Yeah, he shoots as well as a Stormtrooper when he is up against Lady Sif and a Warrior's Free. Because uh, those character shields
0: were on yeah, full power. Uh, they yeah. weren't killing him off just yet. Uh, God, I hope you're not crazy. My thoughts every time we sit here to record with you between me and the door. Oh yeah, yeah, you love it. Uh, Hawkeye, I always said about his low key entry, the mud fight. You've you've
1: shot way ahead of me. Yeah, I just
0: put my notes down. Uh, I've only mud, got two notes left. Now. The mud fight between Thor and the big guard oh, yeah. is possibly the slowest fight in the MCU. You're big. I thought bigger. And then they just kind of roll yeah. around, really slowly, slowly battering each other. Which, compared to the previous, I mean, a lot of the fight scenes. With Thor as Donald Blake, yeah, um, in this film are quite grounded. Yeah, we said that about so some that, of the other yeah, fights. Yeah. Um, obviously when we see him fighting the Frost Giants and shit like that, oh yeah, because he's crazy, a God.
1: But when he's on Earth, he's for the most part is a human, so he's, yeah, he, he might be bigger and more. He knows how to fight, but he's lacking that strength and yeah. speed and stamina. Um.
0: So see, you see, kind of see the, the fights leading up to that, which aren't the quickest fights, but they're fast enough because you may to take yeah. out loads of them. And then they just slow it right down, which is something they do in this film a lot. Yeah. It's just drop the pacing right down to the floor to have this slugfest. And then he goes and you get the build-up to the dramatic moment, which yeah. turns out to be...
1: It's the calm before the storm, isn't it? Yeah. That fight is the calm before the storm. Yes. So they slow it right down. So you're like... And then he goes in. He's done it. He's achieved it. And and you think he's going, about da, da, da. to? You think he's about to? You know, become four. But yeah. Then oh no, they pulled a rug out. They pull the rug head. out, and it's like oh no, wait, now he's a
0: prisoner of shield. Yeah, crap. Uh, <laughs> I um, love the fact Donald. that when Loki goes to visit him, and he goes, oh, yeah. you know, they have the little chat where he lies through his eye fucking teeth. Yeah. Uh, two things. First of all, Loki takes the time. To find out how everyone in Midgard yeah. is dressing, yeah, and, dresses and appears in, 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 exquisitely. Yeah, yeah. he's so well dressed. He just turns up, has a chat, vanishes, and then he diverts on his way back to Asgard to, to go and, to and just try and get lift the hammer. Yeah. And it's like oh, fuck it. And you can almost see him saying, "Well, fuck off then," yeah. as he disappears. Um said so about this being a slow-paced film for a Marvel one. We yeah, said, we said with Iron Man two, it's a slower-paced film than the first one because the first one needed to keep that yeah, pace. Absolutely. To, Draw everyone in, the second one is far more character driven. This one is not only more character driven, but it's slower just in general. You get like the fight scenes at the beginning on Jotunheim and all that, and all those the first sort of like half hour. Yeah. It's all whoa, look, stuff's happening, bosh. And then all of a sudden, you're basically in this little Midwest town or New Mexico town. Because
1: the finale is four V Loki. Yeah. You've obviously got to invest enough time in yes. the film to build the narrative of them two, but because it's them two, and it's not as God versus the Frost Giants, yeah, which would be this huge yeah battle, they have to kind of rein it in throughout the film. Again, escalation,
0: escalation, yeah,
1: because the ultimate film is two brothers. The, the ultimate finale of the film is two brothers, yes, going at it. It's not two armies. If it had been two armies, they could have injected more action, uh, big action scenes. Yeah, earlier,
0: earlier on, the film. The build to build up to that.
1: But because they haven't got that to build up to, they have to invest time in getting you to care about both yeah, these characters. It's the emotional battle that you're watching, yeah. rather than the physical. I tell you what, I'm just going to use my note because it's kind of less about a point in the film, right? yeah. and more about the film. Whilst this film is fun and has a great le- level of subtle and not so subtle humour. I think the dysfunctional family jealousy coming of age and father son dynamics at a universal level of emotion mm. that anchors this film and gives it a level of substance missing from most blockbusters.
0: Yes. Yeah, because it is it it's about the character interla- interactions it's about their relationship.
1: Iron Man was very it was a lot about like flashiness and yeah. showing off because Tony Stark is that character. Yes. So then the tone of the film had to kind and the way it was told, the tempo had to kind of match Tony Stark. Yeah. For it to work. Because Tony Stark's not a sit around and think about it kind of person, no. is he? He's a as, bucket, as We Let's see a film, you yeah. Know. <laughs> so then films are very bucketless yeah guy. Whereas this film is a lot more about well, we gotta set up the Nine Realms, we gotta set up <laughs> this dysfunctional family, we gotta set up. All the stuff that happened between Asgard and the Frost Giants originally so we understand the dynamic later on. Now we've got to bring it to Earth. We've got to, we've got Coulson. We're <laughs> going to give him a part. And we've got to establish him as S.H.I.E.L.D. And so there's a lot of weaving. There's a lot of stuff to bring in. There's for a lot of an ori- for basically an origin story. Yeah. And so I think that is why it's slightly slower.
2: Mm.
1: I don't really remember four Dark World, but I imagine because we've got this one out of the way, And because that's going to be a film about Asgard versus whoever it is, the shadow, the
0: dark elves, whatever
1: it is they fight in that film. And we're going to get those army on army shots. Mm. I imagine there's probably going to be a lot more action throughout the film and it's less about character. This
0: this lays the groundwork for the relationship between Thor and Loki. I mean, Thor and Loki is a recurring theme. Goes all the way through to Endgame. Yeah. And beyond, because yeah. Loki's got his own fucking series, um, and that is all based around his relationship with Thor and Odin. Yeah. So they have to invest a lot of time in that. It's just—I think that's what threw me off the first time I watched it—is obviously a come you're off the expected, back of Iron Man. Yeah, it's
1: and it's not; it's no. a very
0: different style of film. Um,
1: but yet, still so Marvel.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. It's like all the. It's like all the bits from other Marvel films where they have those slow sections all pasted together yeah. in the middle of this film. Uh, those Boilermakers were half empty even after adding the shots. Oh, yeah.
1: I've Fucking
0: rip off. Yeah. Everyone in this film that wears a cape makes the absolute most of it. Oh, yeah. they all swishing around with their shoulders oh. first, the cape swishing, and I'm like, God damn. I don't like the fact that they have the weird capes that arc out over yeah, their shoulders. Yeah,
1: I was about to say that. I'm not. Oh, not fast not massively of that. Into, the, into the four costume in this.
0: That was a stylistic and was choice. And that annoyed me. I think he, Thor's best costume for me is in Avengers. Where they, they tone it down. Yeah. from Because it, it looks very plasticky and shiny. I've got a note on this at the yeah. end. Very plasticky, very shiny, very OTT. Oh, yeah, they obviously refine it. They refined it for Avengers. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's a lot of capes in this. Yeah. And uh, I'm, all, I'm all for yeah. more capes. Yeah. Um, Watching Thor's little band walk through the middle of the town brings back memories of me and my old HCUK crew walking to and from events and conventions back in the day I when you'd it. have a squad
1: of Spartans walking up the street and people were just like, uh? Yeah. <laughs> like, my first thought was, and no one knows how to take it, because it's obviously, I don't know. 2011? Yeah, but is it 2011 in the film? I don't know. Don't actually. know. But in 2022. Cosplayers. TikTokers. Yeah, weirdos.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, the, oh, yeah. The wounds on Thor's face yes. after he gets hit by the destroyer. That's not good CG. No. I assume. Look at. I kept waiting for them to heal yeah. as he gets the power of a god. And I was like, ah. I'm assuming maybe there was a cut scene there that I'll showed probably. him catching it and then it cut back to his face and they healed, which I is assume, why. Because yeah. they were they
1: clearly CG, not yeah. makeup. Okay.
0: And they're crap. I imagine.
1: <laughs> I imagine. There's parts of this film that got cut because it is an hour and fifty seven. Yeah,
0: minutes. I know I know there are there was uh, additional scenes with uh additional Odin scenes of him doing stuff and there was at least three or four other scenes that I read about yeah. which were supposed to be in my notes. Um oh, that well. were cut for, for time purposes basically. Oh, yeah, that's our excuse as well. That's our excuse as well. Yeah. It was cut for time purposes considering we're already at uh two hours and eighteen minutes. Oh,
2: Fucking hell.
0: Huh? Um Thor putting Mjolnir on Loki's chest to hold him in place on the oh, Rainbow it's Bridge. genius, isn't it? Yeah. And it's like, he just wasn't there, and he's like, oh, God! Arr, yeah. arr. And I was like, that's the sort genius. of thing I'd do if I yeah. had Mjolnir,
1: which is probably why I don't have Mjolnir. I think it's just a very, it's a creative thing to do. Yes. Not everybody would think about doing that. Yeah. And I'm very glad that they did think about yes. that.
0: Yes, yeah. The fact that the Thor would think of doing that, that's more yeah. of a Loki thing oh, to absolutely.
1: do. Oh, uh, absolutely. Drop it in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worthy, you're not. Here. Here you go. Just hold that for me.
0: Um, right at the end, where Jane and Co. Are, like the scene you said about earlier, they just stood there watching the clouds oh, and yeah. all disappointed because no one's coming back. The
1: Bifrost is closing,
0: and they have no idea what's just happened. Yeah, on the other side, because it's like you cut back to them, and they're just like standing there, and like oh, they're gone, they're not coming back. Yeah. And it's like, seriously, the major shit just yeah. went down. They smashed the Bifrost. Loki is assumed dead a uh, thing he's come back from from his odin sleep to save them at the last minute and all this stuff's happened and all you got to see was some clouds dissipating yeah. and the sun coming up it's
1: like nah yeah so underwhelming right?
0: It'd be very underwhelming for him. it's no wonder that uh jane is so pissed off with him in the next film yeah um marvel did something sp- i'm just gonna read this note as i wrote it because otherwise i'll screw it up marvel did something special and quite daring with this film they made a high-fantasy sci-fi setting with all its ridiculous shiny armour, massive weapons, capes and over-the-top buildings and accents and made it fit seamlessly into the same universe as terrorists in Afghan caves and cheeseburgers. And when you look, when you watch the two of them separately, like we've done, it's easy to, okay, well, this is a world in its own. But then obviously we know it's not, and we find that out as the film goes on. Yeah. They're all taking place in the same sphere. And they are the same universe, and the fact that they, there's there's a scene towards the end where um, Thor leaves the the banquet, goes out on his own after Sif talks to his mum, yeah, uh, and Odin goes out and gives him the oh, oh, yeah. I am proud, blah blah blah, and there's a shot of the two of them in their ridiculous over the top costumes mm-hmm. with their shiny all the shiny stuff going on and the shiny city in the background, and it's like. If this were done on the standalone lower-budget film,
2: oh, it, would it would be laughed. Yeah.
0: And, you know, it would be instantly classed as a B-movie and yeah. no one would talk about it sensibly because oh, God, it's no. stupid. But because it's Marvel... And because they've got the money. And they've got the money to do that. And they, it just takes the tackiness away. Yeah, But it's still just as ridiculous. But they've managed to weave it in in such a way because you don't pick up on that.
1: Happening in a separate dimension. And we don't understand yes. the rules of... Yeah, the other dimension
0: you just kind of yeah this is Asgard this is like Norse mythology once, you can
1: do that no it's less that it's like anything that happens actually on earth mm. has to be within the realm to a degree yeah. of believable because we can look out the window and go you're seeing the same cars
0: and buildings yeah. and people that you see every day
1: but the minute you jump to another dimension we have no we have no preconceived notion no. of what the Valhalla yeah yeah Ideally, is So whatever you do, you can go, oh, that's fine, because that's that's happening That's, that's there. happening there, yeah. And there's a part of your brain, whether you know it or not, that's justifying these decisions, because they're not happening on Earth. <laughs> the trick, actually, I think, comes later in the M- MCU, when suddenly you've got all these larger-than-life characters... All together. ...together, and yet you're still dealing with human emotions. Yes. And set on Earth that are very human. Yeah. I mean, the, we'll, we'll talk about it more when we get to them films, but that, for if me we is get the to them actual, films, Even when, I'm sure we will, we'll, we'll run out of stuff to do at some point. <laughs> I've got one last note. Likewise. And we've both, my last note and your last note, we've actually said, were quite profound, but quite insightful. Quite, quite sensible notes. notes so my last note of, you can literally see the gushing Jane does when Ford regains his power. <laughs> Possibly not the note to go yeah. out on. When,
0: when he says, would you like me to fly you over there and pull her close like that, yeah. and she goes, whoa. No, say,
1: <laughs> I was thinking more of the bit where she goes, is this how you is this look? How you, look? Like? And he goes, yeah, and she's oh, like, this. that's a nice look. Yeah. oh, no, it's a good look. And you can literally see her gush There's, a, there's in a that moment. There's a bit where earlier on in the film,
0: when Natalie Portman just is adorable oh, beyond yeah, belief, yeah. when he kisses her hand and she just oh, giggles. Yeah.
1: There's a few times she's adorable she's beyond belief adorable in this person.
0: film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and yeah, when she, when she sees that, it's just like, oh my, there's a reason all the shots were from the waist up and yeah. then on. Her jeans were yeah.
2: drenched.
0: She's a water feature at that point?
1: Yeah, but she's a really good female protagonist in the yes. film. Because she's not just the female protagonist no. that's driving the story. She actually brings a certain amount of levity she and does, humor actually, yeah. to this film. And you don't, unless it's very rare that you'll have characters that do dual things in films. Normally, yeah. you'll be like, right, you're the, comic, you're the relief. comic relief. You turn up. Yeah, you're Gareth from the Office, right? You turn up <laughs> when the scene's getting <laughs> a bit tense, and we need you to say, you something, say something ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but. She's a very well-rounded character. Not only is she driven to figure it out because she's a scientist and she's discovered it, but she has moments of levity, she has moments of cuteness, and she's like a very well-rounded mm. female protagonist.
0: Yeah. And I think she was she was sorely underused
1: in oh. the following films. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, but I under I have a vague recollection that she got some backlash maybe from this film or from something possibly she turned her back on the MCU yeah she, she had experience well, they had to go well out of their way to bring her back in and it? now she's Thor in game now she gets to be Thor yeah big
0: mummy Thor um oh. Oh. <laughs> that's a whole rabbit yeah. hole we yeah, we're going not going down there we're not
1: going down that one
0: at nearly two and a half hours yeah. we are not going down that rabbit hole Sorry, mostly Will. because uh, muscular flaps would crush us <laughs> oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the end credit scene, obviously. Yes. The the, the now de rigor end credit scene.
1: I'm a bit disappointed in it.
0: Really? They show us Loki. It's a very quick reveal, because at the end of the film, you're oh, he's dead. He's sucked off into space or something. And yeah. then they're like, oh, at no, he's here.
1: Leave it till the next movie. Yeah. Before you go...
0: Uh-huh. just to reveal he wasn't yeah. actually dead
1: as when I mean, anybody that's watched like two films in their <laughs> life
0: knows <laughs> he's not dead at the end and then but- it gives the nice little intro to the what will be tesseract. the avengers storyline yeah. yeah with the matrix of leadership sorry i mean the tesseract um i don't get that reference i'm just gonna smile it's transformers oh okay. it looks so much like the matrix of leadership that um you must have seen the Transformers movie, not the Michael Bay bullshit ones, the animated one. When the true meaning kid. of Prime Day. When I was a kid.
1: When Optimus Prime sacrificed himself for us. I was never really into the mythology. I was like, a kid. It was all just like, wow, this looks cool. I didn't watch the Transformers movie
0: and, in fact, the first season of Generation 1 uh, Transformers until the works got it in there in the early noughties oh, and I bought enough. the whole thing. Um, but yeah, and then you, got, you get that little yeah. flash that Loki's in there and... And the poor old uh, Doctor, whatever his name is, Skellery. Selvig. Selvig. The Doctor Selvig is going to have a bad time because yeah. he gets played dirty in this oh, in yeah. this series. He's such a likeable character. He's such a likeable actor.
1: Oh, absolutely. And
0: he just gets his mind completely ruined by being possessed by Loki.
1: Uh, yeah, again, I just think that like, you've gone to all the effort to pretty much kill him off yeah. at the end of the film. You have the emotional moment. So to then bring him back two minutes later in that final
2: scene,
1: <laughs> yes, you're setting up a future storyline. I get it. But that could have been the opening scene of the next four film.
0: I'd have done it so that you saw that scene from, you know, as you do, without Loki appearing. Yeah. And then you have a flashback in the following film yeah. showing that scene and showing Loki yeah. in it. Because then you would have been, oh, my <gasps> God, my whole
1: mind is blown. Yeah, it kind of defeats the purpose of... Almost killing them off of
0: him off. Yeah, you give him that emotional exit
1: to, to let everybody you know he's still here
0: after yeah. the credits. Yeah, yeah it and it's be... not even—it's not even like a hint that he's still there, no. like a, a, an outline or a shadow. Yeah. It's literally him there talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh well, he's clearly not fucking dead then. No.
1: <laughs>
0: scores. <laughs> scores. I always forget that we give these things scores, and it takes me by surprise every week.
1: Uh, which is why I generally go first. Oh. I am giving this film a seven point five because. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm predisposed to Norse mythology anyway. I'm predisposed to Natalie Portman, Chris Hemsworth. Half the, the people cast in the its just—it's a brilliant cast, and they tell the story well.
0: Yeah, there's precious little faff. wrong with it. Yeah, there's not. Yeah, like you said, there's not a lot of faff. There's not a lot of. There's no filler really. No. There's a lot that they're putting in there, and a lot that they need to get in place. Not just for this film, but for of, for the, for the rest of the MCU, and they do it with they do it with panache yeah.
1: and aplomb, and I think that's to be applauded. Aside from my gripes about you know how they just disregard real Norse mythology, yeah. towards the beginning, I don't think it massively puts any step wrong from that point onwards.
0: No, it's I want to say it's flawless, yeah, but it's a very well put together film, and they avoid a lot of the potential flaws there were. Oh, absolutely, which. I'm going to give it an 8. I've talked it up in my head. Yeah. Um, I, it was also because I know that uh, if and when we cover Dark World, it's going to get a shit score. <laughs> yeah. And I also know at some point we're going to get to Guardians of the Galaxy and that's going to get a shit score. <laughs> yeah, I'm so not a fan of that film either. So. I don't get the hype. No, no, Everyone no. lost their minds over it and I was like,
1: this is bullshit. I saw it. <laughs> to be fair, I saw it once and it was like, Within two weeks of my dad passing away, so (laughs) I was already in a bad mood.
0: (laughs) Well, I found out yesterday or realised yesterday.
1: Five years. It
0: was five year anniversary
1: mm-hmm. of my dad's death, and I had
0: no idea until my sister posted about it on Facebook. Because I am the worst son ever. I know the
1: date, <laughs> I can tell you, that like December the 9th doesn't pass.
0: I knew it when I when I looked at the date, I was like, oh, 19th of August, yeah, of course, because the 19th of June was when my brother died. It's that day. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but I for wouldn't me, realised
1: the 9th of December. <laughs> the nines are just not nice, good. it's just not good. But like so I know the day, and the day doesn't past but i'll be honest with you i would have to actually go back and look to figure out <laughs> how many years it's been yeah I because i really just not. don't it's, it's been just a easier. number of years it's easier for my mental health if i just don't pay too much don't, attention yes. to it i'm sorry i love you dad and I miss you every day <laughs> So you know, man. ain't nobody <laughs> got time for that. Yeah. What My mental gonna... health is questionable. <laughs> I don't need to do things that are gonna make it worse. That that was 15.5. Yeah. It walked away with that, which is quite a respectable score. I wonder one day when we wrap up this podcast altogether, which MCU film gets the highest score. It's gonna be fucking endgame or something, isn't it? No, because endgame we score solely on the single film endgame works as part two of a two-par doesn't it yeah i suppose so without infinity war
0: is endgame really as good as yeah we're not going to be able to separate the two of them in our heads no, we because have- it's telling that story we may just have to like you know
1: they're going to have to be Take back-to-back episodes. And just watch both films and do them both at the same time. No,
0: no, we'll do, we'll do
1: back-to-back episodes.
0: Okay. One week will be Infinity War, the second second week will be uh, Endgame. Okay. So that we can, we can watch them in close proximity and do it Fair that way. Because otherwise we're just going to... Yeah, well, you know, it was good. No, I know it's referring to previous film, but we watched previous film two months ago. So mm. I've kind of lost the the connection I had with it. Yeah, no, that, that, would, that would be unfair to the film. Yeah. But well, it's probably going to be that, I would imagine. Yeah. Possibly Avengers, because Avengers is, Avengers really good. is a good film. Yeah. Um, but we'll come to that when we come
1: to that. We'll burn that bridge when we get to it. So until then, ladies and gentlemen, find what you love, believe in it, positive things will happen. And remember, I need a horse.